What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the friendly neighborhood dreadhead, and we got another full house today. So let me introduce y'all to the lovely Miss Jordan Evans, Robbie Aber, hey, and Adam Sampson. What's going on, y'all? What up? How's it going? How goes it? Really looking forward to tonight, Sunday. <laughs> yep, Sunday fun day. Yeah, and I might just got another PA job. Hey, oh hey. nice. This is good to hear. Yeah. So how's everybody night's going? Man, Great. I'm tired. Oh yeah, because you worked. I've been snowed in a few days. <clears throat> yeah, well, man. Well, but I had to work a 12-hour shift yesterday, and then I had to work eight today. Damn, y'all worked 12. Good thing I didn't come in. But uh yeah, y'all. So today, <laughs> today we got a very packed show that we're gonna be talking about season two. Well, probably season one and two. Of Raising Dion, another hit from Netflix. We're going to be talking about good old Peacemaker. We're also going to talk about stale ass Naomi. And <laughs> we got some movie news. To, we got some movie news. And we just found out that Netflix, they're going to be trying to reboot a dead franchise again in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we're going to check out the trailer. Oh, and, oh. and we're all. Oh, man. Let that <laughs> shit die. Come on. And Man, this, also, it's like the game. Hell, let that show die. And <laughs> and we are also going to talk about the plot points from um the Batman prequel novel that give us a few key some few key info about Batman. So without further ado, let's get on with these reviews. Now, y'all, I know that. Everybody talks about superhero fatigue, but you know, I don't have superhero fatigue when you do it right. You know, yep. uh, mm-hmm. fuck your shit. Oh, uh, like, um, what was that show that Netflix had? Was it Jupiter's Legacy or Jupiter? I think it was Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, it was Jupiter's Legacy, yeah. That, 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 that shit was ass because it didn't add nothing new. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Like, it did not bring that heat. But what's so crazy is Super Crooks. It's in that same universe, and that show was great. But yeah, man, like I thought I would have superhero fatigue watching this show, especially because it was geared more family friendly. Like if everybody know me, me they know I like that violent stuff. I, I like it violent. But this was a nice change of pace. This was a nice change of pace, and the kid actor actually does a good job. So if y'all don't know, we're talking about raising Dion, and before we get into this review. We are going to watch this trailer of Raising Dion. You defeated me once. You will help me destroy him. Time to clean up the neighborhood. We about to kick it up a notch. Your job is to go to school. Triangle And be a good kid. Not fight crime. I'm a superhero. One step at a time. That's why you're getting training at Biona, so you can learn how to control your powers. I'm seven. You need training. I'll see you in action. The kid is something else. When we figure out how to harness power DNA, I mean, can you imagine? What are you talking about? We're here to help these people, not exploit them. All right, class, we've got a brand new student. I think we're going to be best friends. 
Something weird's going on. This time, I'm bringing an army. Something terrible is coming. Dion is growing up. We need to trust him. We got a monster problem. We're trying to do justice. We're gonna have to fight it. Run! Every powered person is at risk as long as that thing is out there. Well, all right. Yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start by saying this. So it was actually pretty good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I will say this: some of the CGI it still does fall short a little bit. But you know, Netflix mm. don't Netflix don't give all the money give all the money out. And yeah, I mean they did. Uh... I think they did um, uh, almost. Then they went bankrupt for a little bit at one point. So no, they were about to go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. they was overpaying. Uh, they're like you know spending too much money and stuff. Yes. So yeah, man. Like this show, I like it. It's something new. I don't think I've ever like I don't think I've ever seen a a comic book superhero show where it actually has a hero that has adhd now i'm not gonna lie sometimes the shit was annoying in the first season <laughs> it was real annoying in the first season but i still enjoyed it a lot of the side characters are great like like little um i like a little chick in the wood in the wheelchair esperanza yeah esperanza yeah yeah with brittle bone disease which is something i i didn't think they'd actually address that either i i like that and then um they yeah, it's to... uh, properly huh? known as uh, osteogenesis imperfecta. I'm going to stick with brittle okay, bone then, disease. <laughs> Just going to stick with brittle bone disease. Hey, I, I only know it because of uh, Mr. Glass. All right, he had it. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like the show, like the cinematography good. The, the, the dialogue is actually, well, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes the shit is cheesy. But most of the times during some of the serious moments, it is pretty good. I, I can tell I can tell from the first season that Michael B. Jordan was there for uh, for like two days. I mean, yeah, Michael, Michael, probably Michael B. Jordan. Days, like he was an A-list actor. So no, we're gonna use him. They probably got all his shit done in a day. And because uh, his day rate is right. Like, but yeah, so. Yeah, so and they probably just... couldn't afford them, you know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know because that movie Don't Look Up had a lot of A-list actors. <laughs> like, so maybe yeah, they were most of the budget went to his ass. <laughs> so, so maybe they were just being nah, uh, Netflix cheap. Like I've I've heard about Netflix. They cheap. Netflix I they mean, sponsor us. But uh <laughs> don't don't look up did have a lot of A-listers, but a bunch of those A-listers went on sabbaticals, though. Still, I'm pretty sure they said some high rates, and then, and then oh, okay, fine. Able well, to afford him because he's an executive producer as well, so they may have lowered his acting fee to pay him on the back end as an executive producer. 
Maybe. I, I okay. Was, yeah. I would say that that they show that they saw that Tom Cruise movie on Amazon Prime said nah, fam. But that came out later because that that movie was bad. <laughs> but did we need more of him? I think he was in there just enough, you know, for his role as the deceased father. You know. No, I'm just saying. I thought it was funny. Like, like, damn, he really shot this in like a day or two. Probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even well, I, I about to say, even that little uh, cloud forming probably cost money. <laughs> but yeah, man, season one, I really enjoyed season one. Like I said. Sometimes Dion got on my nerves, but then I just have like, you know what? He's a kid with ADHD. When did they say he had ADHD? No, like you can tell. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure no, out. Like, no, like, put a label on the boy now. No, no, like because even I looked it up, make sure I was I wasn't tripping. And yeah, he does have ADHD. You can tell by the you can tell like by how he is that he has ADHD. I mean, I, I have ADHD. I was, I was kind of the same way. Sometimes I am kind of the same way. I'm, I'm just, I just learned to deal with it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like he, you can tell because he's all, he like all over the place and like he, like he can't. I mean, he teleports, so he can't. <laughs> that was horrible. But he can't, and he can't focus. So that is prime ADHD because I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. And don't know if that's true or not, but. Yeah, I, I really did like that because I like the family dynamic between him and his mom. It was very hard. It was very heartwarming. Even though some there was some some scenes she was like, man, I just wanna man, I just wanna throw this little motherfucker out the window. But right. <laughs> he did have a little smart mouth in season one, I'm not gonna lie. Now, a person that I think did a really good job in the role that he that he had was Jason Ritter, who played Pat Rollins, he yeah. played that role really well. And I did not know, I did not know to like, like, wait, Jason Ritter, why does that name sound familiar? And I looked up, like, oh, that's John Ritter's son. Wow. Because I, how, how did you not pick up? I, I keep forgetting you young. No, because I don't think, have I seen much stuff with him, with Jason Ritter in it? Is that Three's Company? Yeah, Three's Company. Yeah, yeah. Well, I okay. mean, but, but Problem Child and uh, Eight Simple th- Eight Simple Rules about Date My Daughter. And then and then he um he voiced Clifford too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. So he looks he just did. like his dad. Yeah. Oh, look at a picture of him. He looks just like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they look similar. That's how come I'm like, man, you didn't know that was John Ritter's kid. What are you? Well, man, I but I keep forgetting Jason Young. <laughs> I like my youth, thank you very much. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like everybody in the show did a great job. I'm not gonna lie, first season. Ooh, that system was getting on my nerves. Oh, the um the doctor. Yeah, cat. Yeah. Oh, cat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was uh man, like at one point in time, it looked like what's name once said, bitch, my son is a superhero. <laughs> How many times I gotta tell you this? Right, he has powers. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, um, thing about um, you know, Pat, you know, Jason Ritter is a uh, Pat. I've actually been in in his in his shoes before, although I didn't take things to the extreme <laughs> like he did. But well, I mean, ho- hopefully, you ain't got crooked energy in you. Oh no, 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 no. I, I would, I, I would much rather. I'd rather if I had that kind of energy, I would I would try to find ways to get rid of it. 
because he was hella possessive, jealous, and entitled. So I do hope that's not <laughs> what you're relating to. What do you mean? No, you I, wasn't, no, I wasn't. Like I said, I didn't take it to the extreme, but like you know, him feeling feeling unappreciated. I've been, I've been, I've kind of been in that that situation before. I just dealt with it in a much more mature and a very different way. And and I'm not going to lie, I kind of get where Robbie is coming from just from a little bit of a different angle. Like, I'll be honest with you, I used to have problems with dealing with rejection. Mm. You know what I mean? And he clearly had an issue with dealing with rejection. I mean, that even got brought up in season two. Oh, yeah. yeah. We will get to season two because I have a lot of opinions. And I've told Jason about my opinions about... um, about how he how he was uh, um, how he was in season two, but we'll get to that in a, a little uh, a little later in the show. Now, like I wanted to talk about the side character because the little girl that played Esperanza, she was one of my favorite characters in both season one and season two because she was just she just really she just really adorable. And she ain't afraid to call Dion out on his shit. Baby, yeah, she is right? crazy. I love her. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she was a standout. And um, the uh, I'm probably gonna butcher her name, but Dear D Lovejoy, who played Charlotte in the first season, I liked her character too. I really Charlotte, did. I don't remember her. She did uh, well. I, I liked her too because I liked the way that uh Dion and her kind of brought out the best in each other, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because she she was this person spent her entire life hiding, and then next thing you know, like she's actually standing up to this thing trying to protect Dion. I thought she was you in love I mean? with Dion. I mean, she's I mean, I mean like, not, not like that. They didn't say it, but I think she might love Dion. Wait. I mean, like as a as a, you know, nah. No, I mean, I mean, like love them. I mean, like love them. Wait, wait, are we still talking about Charlotte? No, no. I guess we're talking about Esperanza. Again. Oh no, oh, no, no! Yeah. I was talking about Charlotte. Yeah, we talking about Charlotte. Oh, I'm talking about Esperanza. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, no! I, I was like, uh. uh you going <laughs> off on some weird ass tangent right now. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember a Charlotte. Who is she? That was the that was the, the woman. Invisible uh, chick. Was, yeah, the one uh who, <clears throat> who was trying to teach Dion how to use his powers. Oh, that he got clapped, that Pat Caleb, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I liked her her as a mentor more than the dude in season two, but we'll get on to that just because oh. I I like that. Eye candy. She was actually a character who had yeah. depth. And she, she was yeah. just, you know, a model. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, that guy is basically like Nathan and Naomi. It was like, hey, he look at him. He's pretty and light skinned. <laughs> <"Hey, wait." laughs> yeah, you're and, talking about you're talking about Rome Flynn, the actor. Yeah. Um, season two. <laughs> and but yeah, man, like I really enjoyed this, like all the supporting characters. Pat. Pat, like at first, I was like, because Pat at first, like, you know what? Maybe he just misunderstood. Then towards the end, like, oh no, nah, that nigga crazy, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, but I picked up on him in the middle because after I found out, after they showed that he was at the site, I was like, why does everyone have powers except him? And then it was like, it just dawned on me. He is the shadow man. He has to be because why not you? Why is everyone else being hunted down but you? You know. But and he then, played it off so well. And then yeah, like, he did. 
And then I kind of spoiled myself because, like, I was looking up something from my mom and the, on a YouTube video. Then out of nowhere, I go to the comment sections. Patch the Crooked Man is amazing. Oh, thanks. damn, Jason. Like, why thank, you wow. better than that, man? <laughs> thank, thanks, YouTube. What you get for being late? That article is probably old as hell. You should have been watching. No, it was what it was you a, get for reading the comments, man. Come on, man. Everybody <laughs> knows never read the comments. Some yes. of the, man, it was, it was a video about mac and cheese. What? Yes, people do that on YouTube. They will yeah. they will spoil shit in random ass comment sections. That's how everybody okay. hustle. That's I, I have a quick question. As a black man, what are you doing looking up recipes for mac and cheese? Some no, shit you my, should already know. I said, you don't listen. Man, you don't really know how to cook mac and cheese like I'm about. He's learning. <laughs> what, what, you don't know what, Man, look. Hey, anyway, yeah. let's get back to let's get back to the- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, before Adam be kicked off. So yeah, man, this is a really good show. And it's his favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, I kind of missed the neighbor, uh, Tessa. You know, I, like her. Uh, I thought she was really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and matter she, of fact, uh, she, she, seemed, she seemed real familiar to me because I was like, man, where do I know that chick from? Like, because I want to say I had a crush on her in some other movie. Turns out she was in Hateful Eight. Damn. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, she was Mini Mink in Hateful Eight. But yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, what? Oh no, yeah, oh brother. I I'm, have I seen. I think I've seen Hateful Eight. It's been a while since I've seen Hateful Eight. I'm about to say, yeah. But yeah, okay. no, she was also in Django. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know, she was in some some Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, anyways, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, but um. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first season. Uh, now, I did enjoy the second season better just because it was um, more going on in the story because the first season was more just about what the show says, Raising Dion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But the, sec- but the second season, it delves more into, um, which is a plot twist to me, the government actually trying to help these people. <laughs> Mm. That is a plot twist, actually. Yeah, I would like. I, I mean, are are they the government or are they a private company? Really? Well, well, I think just a private company. Well, just I a mean, company. It's, it's more private company. Well, just than a company. Well, just a company trying to help them is is crazy. Is a plot twist in itself because most of the time when somebody. I mean, have you not seen Heroes, man? I mean, no. Heroes is good, by the way. Uh, uh, you know, they, they kind of had something like that in Heroes. Oh. But can you, but can you name anything else though? Because a lot of private companies I know. Let's let's. I mean, technically, X Men is that way too. No, it, was originally that I, I way. Mean, like, yeah, that, that's not that's not a private. <laughs> that, that, no, that is an old bald white man in a wheelchair trying to help kids. And, and I mean, uh, Tony Stark, when he had his little crew, when it was him, Spider-Woman, and Hawkeye, you know. He's, but he's already a hero. With He's already a superhero. I'm talking about just normal. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying, talking about though, regular you know, bitch. I'm just talking about if you read comics, the trope, the common trope is the evil corporation always try to take advantage of the superpowers. Yes. Let's, and in yeah, the first kinda. season, they were kind of like that. 
I think they had a change of heart, I guess, towards no, the no, that's what they wanted us to think, but they were actually trying to um save the fauna or yeah, save the land in Iceland. I think I think that's what it was, Iceland. Yeah, yeah, it was in Iceland because yeah. that's where the aurora event happened. Yeah, yeah that's where the aurora borealis took place. Yeah, yeah, man. But like second season, it it like Dion matured a little bit. Not a lot, just he he matured he a little did. bit. His props, my baby matured. He he, he, he matured. did. He 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 has. He's a lot more respectful of his mom. Let's be honest, and also. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he's a lot more focused too with his powers yeah. and everything. So yeah, let's say he did some growing up, some significant growing up and hey. And and I'm going to just say this, that new dude, um, I think, I think his last name is Marsh or something, something like that. He an asshole for bringing Pat out because when Diaz, oh, when I Diaz, hated, saw, I hated that dude, man. I, as, soon as, oh, like, yeah, as, that, as soon as I saw, um, I saw him, I was, when I, when he literally said in the beginning, um, and he's like, man, this is extraordinary. All these gifts. Can you imagine what we could do? At that moment, I actually thought he was. You the already crooked. knew, yeah. I thought he, I thought he was the crooked man at first. But I looked at. When I, when I, I knew he that. was a crooked man. I knew he was gonna be bad when he said that. I was like, man, this nigga. Mm. You see, like they they straight up gave this ten year old boy PTSD. <laughs> yeah. That is not funny, man. No, I'm just saying, bro. Just fucked up, man. They straight up. Experience like for any land. right, no. it's <laughs> like hey, this guy was my best friend, and then it turns out he killed my dad and all this no, stuff. No, boy, like, that, like, that, that boy, boy, that's what that's why I said that's fucked up that they gave the little boy PTSD, and then I, I mean he already technically had it. I, I mean you could say no, like, they triggered it. No, like that doesn't mean like they triggered it. Boy, like that man, that that little boy broke down when he saw a pet. That guy David is uh, such a was he was a he was a piece of shit. I mean, when I saw his he and his ugly in his ugly ass haircut, like in the middle of his neck, <laughs> it was horrendous. Child. That, that hair was highlight. horrible. But I will give the actor props because he did a really good job of making me hate him. Oh yeah, when he yeah when, yeah, and it's funny how all he had to do like usually prisoners will take like you know chocolate or some food or something or some like information. But instead, but instead he um he bribes uh Pat with some comic books. But I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> He's like, man, you need to give me more than a twelve dollar issue. I'm like, oh my god, Pat. Now I'm gonna talk about one character. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Braden played by Griffin Faulkner. Creepy that, as hell. That little yeah. creepy ass children of the corn child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, like that scene when he was just staring at Dion in the classroom. And he yeah, hear man, for, Why forget is he children of the corn, more like village of the damn. Hello. Or or that man if, if they ever do Damien, just get that little kid. Them creepy motherfucker. Right. I, was, I also got a lot of Darth Sidious vibes between him, him and uh he and Dion. We could do whatever we want. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could do whatever well, we I, want. I would say more like Kylo Ren and uh that Stoke dude. We don't talk about we don't talk about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> oh, come on, man. But I would say Pat and Dion had the most developed characters. Um, like you yeah. said, Dion definitely matured. Like even when you could tell he takes his powers seriously, but he doesn't abuse them. Even when the little white boy Brayden was like, 
you know, we can do what we want. He was like, I'm not finna, you know, he was like, I'm not gonna use my powers for bad. So you can tell that he's learning and really taking himself and his powers seriously. And Pat, as much as we hate him, it was hard to hate him because I think that's why they were so triggered by him coming back. They used to love Pat. And I think yeah. Pat loved them. And it's just his crooked energy got the best of his emotions and amplified them and made him evil. So it's exactly. like he was a two-dimensional character. He really did try to do good, but... And that's, an, and that's another thing about, you know, Pat in the second season. I did feel, even though, like, I had, I was mixed, I had mixed feelings about him because, you know, I felt bad for him, but then yet again, I didn't feel bad for him because he did, he did put himself in that position. Facts. But at the same time, when he tried right. to redeem him, when he tried to redeem himself, and he actually did try to help. He wasn't trying to come up with a nefarious scheme or anything. Obviously, we saw what he did with the yep. superpowers. But the only reason why I did that was because it was, it was a backup plan. Because, like, it's like he said, he's like, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. I try to help you and try to, like, you know, redeem myself for all the stuff that I did. And, and when one thing goes wrong, wrong, when I, even when I have good intentions, the first thing you do is throw me into a cell. You know, and I was like, at first I'm like, mm, Pat, you kind of brought this on yourself, but I do understand, you know, you were trying to like, you know, <clears throat> you were trying to do better, which, which was the right thing to do. And yet they really should have been, a, they really should have handled, handled things a little more maturely. Like they said, yeah, you're no longer needed. So you go back to yourself. He should be in prison. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I love that he came back and Nah, it's they should have clapped his ass. That's what they should have done. Too. It's noble that he had good intentions, but that is not how the world works. No one owes you redemption because you finally made your mind up. Hey, I've killed everyone's parents here and I've done all these bad things, but I want to do good now. So forgive me. That is not how the world That's true. works. Like he, well, um, well, that but, white privilege entitlement shit he was on. <laughs> well, this is something though I got to say because y'all kept on saying, well, at least he tried to do well. They gave you hint after hint after hint in season two that he didn't change. Yeah. Because even when the boy was inside of his head, he said, said, no, you want the crooked energy for yourself. And that was was absolute facts. When he said that, he could not deny it was true. Yeah, because the thing is, is he really didn't change. It, It was just one of those things where I guess he was just trying to, I, I would, I know this is going to sound weird, but I think that was what you would call white guilt. Preach, preacher. You know what I mean? (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah, I got to do something nice, but, you know, to make me feel better about being evil. So we're cool now, right? And I can go back to doing my evil shit. You guys didn't receive all my niceness that I did? How dare you? I'm going to kill you right. all. It's, it's privilege and it's entitlement. And that's that was his problem in season one when that girl didn't yeah. want to take it to another level. And that's he why, was, that's, oh, why yeah. his character, that's why his character works so well because like because of all the different layers you see from him. Like when you see, right. like, like in the end, um, when he when he was saying, I mean, at first I'm like, okay, he's trying to do good. But then when he said, uh, I don't get what I deserve, deserve, I'm like, okay, Pat. Um, okay, white man. <laughs> like, and then, like, of course, when he um when he escapes, <clears throat> when he escapes with all the powers and stuff, you know, he did. He, look, it's one. He should have just he should have just left left by on it and just you know said, look, just leave me the fuck alone. I'm not gonna do anything else or whatever. But no, when he gets possessed by the crooked man, 
Like, he's like, come on, Pat. I was like, Pat, really? This is when I completely, like, um, lost, like, lost respect for him and had, like, zero empathy. He literally just sat there and was like, you see, I tried to do good, but it's so hard. So just possess me. And I'm like, Pat, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, but, when they first brought him in, I was just like, damn, you dumb as hell. Let's see how this plays out. Like, oh, you know, he well, had your freedom. You had your freedom, but you right? want to come back and be the white savior. No, I would have been in the Bahamas somewhere making electricity move shit over there with a new identity. No, well, see, he didn't even well, know, well, he didn't even he know didn't that he had his, his powers. powers. Yeah. He didn't know. I think what happened was at first he was really trying to help, but then when they started, when they actually successfully started, uh, Separating the, the, the PD and the power DNA, he probably thinking ahead, like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Like, we got, I got this. I got an idea. I got a, a minute, we got, plan. Wait a minute. We got all these powers up in here, like Walmart. Hold on. Yeah. No, that was that guy with the Fraser haircut who was thinking like that. We can inject people in shit. I no, think but, but really I, I, hated, I hated him a lot. I hated him a lot more than any of the other characters. Like, I, I thought the funniest scene was when he was in the boardroom with the the board, like I guess the board directors or whatever. When he and she the, checked the shit out of him. I loved it. Right? Yeah, he I was loved like, it. I'm hey, not gonna lie. That was like, my favorite part of the whole yes, entire I love scene. That scene. He's like, hey guys, like, read hey, him guys, like the Bible, man. He's like, hey guys, we got I got this drug. We got this drug. We can put we can inject non-superpower people. We can create all kinds of superpower people in the universe. He's like, did you hit your head? What? Did you hit your head? Because that's yeah. the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I ain't going right. to You must be mentally ill or disturbed if you think. <laughs> I mean, she read him from the letter and, to the A to Z. And I ain't going right. to lie. I think that was also Netflix poking fun at that Jamie Foxx uh, movie that they did. Because the way that he was explaining it was exactly how that movie is. It's a drug. <laughs> it's a drug where you can inject yourself with superpowers. Oh, Project Power is yeah, the name, I, and by I, the way. And really I'm not going to lie, I like that movie. So, <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, that was probably Netflix also poking fun at the idea, because if you think about it, that idea just is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and I'm not going to lie, though, I did actually look up uh, that whole pistol shrimp thing, and turns out it's true. When they do clack their uh, claw, it does get uh, hotter than the surface of the sun. <laughs> but yeah oh, wow. man like everybody like season two man that that little kid Braden, man he he a little demon i thought like, he kind of stole the whole movie because uh, the whole series because of how because of his presence like like everywhere i turn and when i watch that when i when i watch an episode it's like he just pops up every two minutes like he could be popping up in like pat's head I mean, he's like in the distance, just staring. Then it pops up. To, then it goes to him in the uh, in the kitchen with the people that he the the couple that he possessed. He is know. he is basically if um, Charles Xavier was evil. That that as a child, that is him. Like yeah, never, he was an excellent villain. His powers were very phenomenal. So but I ain't gonna uh, he, he's basically the bright burn version of Professor yes, was, X, yeah. right? Bright burn. <laughs> Yeah, but I, but I ain't gonna lie, boy. Every time he ran, he just run funny, and he just run weird. And that shit was funny to me. He ran like he, he it's like he didn't get any exercise. Like, yeah, the little like, like dude, them, them little legs and linguini arms going everywhere. Jason, didn't I tell you about that track athlete who was on my team? Yeah, 
they that's exactly how they run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the person's name. Boy, I'm not gonna like call them out like that, but that but I'm sorry. Boy, but them little little greeny arms, they were moving. Damn. Right. You thought he was bad. What about them thriller zombies at the end? I tried oh. so hard to take them. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah. Did y'all see? Did y'all see that one? That one that was looking like he, it was posing for a picture. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I think I know because we cannot yeah, like, stop laughing at him. I was like, okay. At that moment, I was like, okay, I can't take this. This part seriously. See, that's what like part like season two were like, oh, you know, they still making it fun for adults. Then when it got in, like, this for the kids, I could tell. I could tell this for the kids. Got these, liked, um, got these little bootleg thriller zombies running around. I like Alicia, Alicia Wainwright's uh, character, um, Nicole. I thought her, I thought she took her acting up a notch in, in this season. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, like my, the ones. Like my favorite scene with her was when she was recording that video, where it didn't feel it didn't feel like because you know you have some of those um, movies where you feel like the character the main character is gonna die, and it just kind of feels it doesn't feel like natural. Like it actually felt natural because I actually did think she was she was going to die. Like I didn't feel I didn't feel like that she that they were um you know that they were gonna try to find a way to like yeah shoehorn like an escape for her which i really so i really like that that was a really good scene scene for me yeah um alicia wainwright's very as a very talented actress although she needs to be careful with the um you know getting friendly with men on set like justin timberlake oh yeah no yeah but okay (laughs) so we're gonna wrap up we're gonna wrap up this one because we've been on for a minute now well well i do have to ask y'all this one question like how did y'all feel about janelle you know the girl who could uh oh yeah we got I love yes, I how she was you see i liked it but they legit were rushing the ending because first of all yeah. how does she know how to break up by yeah. yeah that was not very well written like i mean she just like showed Element. up and just started bursting the door down and i'm like that's like i can't do it nicole i'm sorry i try i try i'm gonna need at least a week or a month or a month or something i can't like come up with an antidote within like a day or in a few hours and then she just like shows up and i'm like wait a minute how does she know how to do that but then they explain afterwards i'm like okay that's a little too convenient i so agree that that was too convenient i thought that that should have been done that that could have been done and then it failed in the end yeah, you know and, um but i and, do um i do like the uh dynamic between her and her mom because realistically that's exactly you know, a mother, especially especially a black mother would act. You know, nope, we we getting out of here. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, agree. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like when um, when like she when, uh, when Nicole, I don't like that she like, lied to Dion's mom. Keep it a buck. You know, yeah. keep, don't tell her I'm gonna be there and then bounce when you. The friendship would have been over for me as soon as I got well. Oh yeah, bitch, I know you ran, left Dion hanging. The friendship's over. I mean, yeah, could but, you? but but from her, but from Janelle's mom's perspective, that's exactly. <laughs> How like a, a black mother mother with act. I mean, first of all, you've been you you've just been told, hey, so I want you to raise my son who has superpowers. I know you have experience with an older child with superpowers, so I want you to just take care of them for a while. Oh, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> she was with it with like the whole it takes a village to raise a child thing. She was with it until she says, but yeah, uh people might be coming to kill Dion. Yeah. They might go for Janelle right. too. So in the back he of my show. kept that part out of the sales package. Like, so, wait, wait, uh, hold on. Wait, wait a second. So are y'all saying Nicole was being light-skinned when she did that? 
What? Where, no. Oh. What? No. Because I'm, I'm starting to feel that's what it, this is going. No, she definitely <laughs> oh, had a nigga no, moment. No, no. I will say that. She said, I'm, "This ain't my business. That ain't my child." Let's that's go. exactly how the black mother would. I, I would have done the same thing, but I would have been honest to the woman. I'm gonna tell you now. Me and JJ and Jamie, you know, Chase, we finna bounce because that is not. I'm, I'm sorry, no. But, I'll be with you in my prayers, but no. But uh, I will say this though, <laughs> man, Tevin. I, I did not. Oh, like, I forgot about him. We didn't even talk about him, man, Tevin, because he was so forgetful. He really did it. He was just hey, look. He had some pretty cool superpowers. He though. had cool powers, but they made walls. I mean, you know, force fields. That's that's pretty cool. You know, he, oh, so so the invisible woman is is corny then. Okay, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying she corny. Like he has cool like powers. He has cool powers, but it's just he His was just so, was just kind of like he was just was there for Nicole. He like hey, like hey Nicole, you want some dick? I'm like, he wasn't even there for Nicole. He was strictly there for older female viewers. <laughs> he was nothing but eye candy. He had no gender. That's what I'm saying. We don't know right? shit about him. Where did he come from? Where are your parents? What's your favorite color? We don't know anything. He was just flat and pretty. That's and, it. It's, it's, it's I, I mean, he wears blue a lot, so I'm guessing it's blue. Wait, what? His character wore blue a lot. I think oh, he wore the yeah, same shirt every damn day. We wouldn't even know because he's so pretty. We just looking at him. So it's like I remember when I saw him in uh, the actor's name is Rome Flynn. Very talented guy, actually. He's a very good actor. Um, I remember seeing him in How to Get Away with Murder, where he was like a very shady dude. And it's funny, I saw him, I saw him um uh make a make a small appearance in that sh- in the show The Rookie, where he played like a movie producer, and I saw and then <laughs> It's funny, I saw him right before I started watching this this season. I was like, damn, this guy is getting work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, so gonna just wrap it up because bit gonna wrap it up because we got other things to talk about. Now, for me, I if I had to give this a rating, it would be buttery for me because the writing is consistent in season one, not season two. They dropped the ball season two with towards the end and the solution I was like that's an ass pull if, if I've ever seen one but yeah but like I love the side characters cinematography is great CGI was good in some parts not every not every not all parts Pat Rollins he killed in the first season uh Griffith um Griffin Faulkner killed it as Braden in the second season so yeah can't wait to uh see this see more of Raising Dion all right. Anybody else? All right. Well, um, I guess yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a rating of also buttery. Um, not going to lie, though, I did. My favorite part of the whole thing, though, was the end credit scene in the last episode. That shit was hilarious to me. Man, boy, nigga, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm the only one, but that did. <laughs> boy, I ain't going to lie, boys. <laughs> he li- to me, he just sounded like Snackle. <laughs> Honestly, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, up to just to me, bro. I'm the mind mover. I move things oh, with my mind. With a <laughs> voice. And what made it funny was that he was serious about it too. Boy, right? I, I will <laughs> laugh my ass off. Yeah. Especially when Pat uh, ran away, he was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. He was like, "Yo, I'm over yeah. two against this little dude." That scene, <laughs> that scene gave me mega. That, that, that catch slogan was to give subtext that it was him. You know, 
He probably got a new name and everything. I don't know. Don't hate no. him. No, no, that scene, though, gave me Megamind vibes. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah it did. It did. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. That shit was cheesy and corny as hell. And I mean, then, it was hilarious. That was a blonde hair. Beat it to the lions? Put it on a fight nah, or something? No, nah, <laughs> no. They could have they left that part. I'd not need that. I mean, I need it because that shit was just funny. That shit was just funny because just that actor's delivery of that line, I was dying laughing. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was cute. <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah. you thought it was cute. I thought that shit was hilarious. I thought it was silly. But <laughs> I thought I thought it was hilarious myself. Man. That, like I said, that was the highlight for me. It was like, you know, that that cheesy ass, you know, in credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give the um I'm gonna give season two uh, um you know buttery. I like the first season more because I thought the writing was, um, I thought the first one was ex- writing wise. It was, it, I thought it was executed better because I thought the second season did have a little, it did have like that convenience scene with, with uh, Janelle and like that ending, like they kind of went like Phantom Menace when they, destroy, when they uh, destroyed the, uh, the, the root and then all of a sudden everyone is cured. I'm like, okay. Ass pool. Yeah. Like- so when I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah. But um, then of course, Rome Flynn. You know, like him. I really like him as an actor, but his his character just wasn't really. They honestly could have just used anybody else. They did not really have to use him. You know, that character was just kind of. He was just kind of there. And like when I saw him on a date with um, uh, with Nicole, I just didn't really. I kind of fell asleep in that that scene. Damn. I didn't really care. I didn't really care. I just didn't care for it. You know, like it just. I don't know. I just thought it, it wasn't it there. It was, yeah, it just wasn't, it just felt a little convoluted. And even though I, I know Alicia and uh, Rome were saying, like, in an interview, like, you know, they um really thought that they felt comfortable around each other, but I just didn't really buy their chemistry that much. You, you know, I don't, I don't know what y'all think, thought about that, but I'm gonna give the second season buttery. I did like, um I like the first season a little bit more. All right, Jordan. What's the it's salty buttery and what's the other one? It's salty, store bought, buttery, movie theater and gourmet. You know what? I think uh, for season two, uh, I think I'll go with movie theater. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Reason okay. why? Um, the like he said, the chemistry and I think the pretty boy's character his character just fell a little flat. Um, I don't know if they were going for a mysterious thing, but I just felt like we didn't know him very much. Um, and there were so many opportunities where they could have put in a line about, hey, well, me and my parents, I went through this, you know, so he could connect more with Dion. Um, those opportunities were there, but they were kind of missed. I have to agree with Bay. Um, I like the tension of it seeming like they really were not gonna save the day. And then at the end, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, stab the root. Um, I, that was I was okay with it because I didn't want her to die before a minute. I really wasn't sure. So I think they could have just took it all the way there and killed her off, you know, and figured it out in season three. But that was the only thing well, for me. Um, well, you know, but it has to be, I know it has to be family friendly because it is a family show. So a lot of the cheesiness that you guys complain about, it doesn't bother me because, well, I'm a mom and it's like, I'm watching it with my kids. So bring on the cheese it's expected um i do like the diversity of the cast and it wasn't forced it's like yes. we know that the yes. superhero is black and i think that is awesome 
black little boys need to see that but it wasn't like the million man margin police brutality he was just a kid being a kid with his mom and it was believable so um, yeah. for that, and i, I love the triangle there. of justice too like that whole I triangle know, of justice know. thing i thought that was pretty cool that was that was wonderful that was very wonderful. I love, I love You know, we know that she's in the wheelchair, but she's so much more than that. She's sassy. She's funny. She's the reason, you know, of the group. She's How about that Dream Girl solo, though, by, um, what's his name? Uh, Kwame. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I'm pretty sure that, like, at first, I'm pretty sure he was probably begging them. Hey, yo, so can we just put the Dream Girls up in here? Like why? I just want to say. <laughs> I mean, that right. was it was cool. That was one of my favorite parts of the the second season. I loved that, it. It's like that, and even that was like a little bit of hint of blackness. Because what middle school do you know is doing Dream Girls? Like, come on, like, come on. That's you know? true. <laughs> and I love that. I love that they were like, no, we have a black gay drama theater teacher, and he's bringing the heat with Dream Girls. I'm. I was telling my boys about the play. And it was just, it was the same way as him explaining it to the kids. They just didn't get it. Like, why are, why are kids singing about this? You know, but um, I thought it was absolutely cute, even though she didn't really just kill it. She wasn't no Jennifer Hudson, but she I did mean, a good job. As, as a child, she did a good job. <laughs> yeah. And also she got OI. Give her a break. Shit. <laughs> she did all right. She did all right, you know. So. But, yeah, but you want to know what I hated the most though about Tevin, even though we kind of went away from it or whatnot. They never explained how the hell he was at the Aurora event. You know, like literally every oh, person yeah. who was yeah. who has been at that event, they explained how they were at it, except for him. Even Janelle, no, uh, she was there with her grandfather. Oh, okay, I didn't know that part. Yeah, okay. you know, like like they explained that you know that she was there with her grandfather. Yeah, but with him. It was like, okay, he clearly had to have gotten it from the event. He's too old to be second generation. Yeah, so it's you a know, lot. So of, it's a lot. That of, just kind of pissed me off with with Tevin. It was like, come on, man, mention something. It's a lot of like, plot oh holes. man, I was private, doing a marathon so. there or some shit. You know, it's a lot it of plot holes. Yeah. It's a lot of plot holes. It's like one problem I do have with Dion's powers. He just makes shit up. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like cyclone. I, that's my favorite part of it is he just makes shit no, up. But I love awesome. that. I think it's so dope. He just no, doesn't know how powerful he is yet. No, it's cool, but it, but like, it still, it still has me question. Wait, so what all can he do? And like, why, and like, why did his powers manifest to something different than his dad? Cause like, like his, him and his dad's powers, they were not consistent. Because his dad could go invis his dad could go invisible, and then like he could teleport. It's like, teleport, yeah. like he that's a yeah. Like he's um, nobody watched Team Four Star, but it's basically like a bargain sale of superpowers inside these two. So like that kind of threw me off a little because like there's no consistency with his powers, but but it's but it's a little nitpick with me. But yeah, man. Raising Dion, it's on Netflix. Watch it now. I think it's still number one. It finally took that BS um, parody out of number one. Thank God. Um, and if it's not number one, make it number one. You guys support that. It's good. Not, I, I think it was. I think it was number actually, one. Actually, I think all of us are dead is number one. Oh yeah, it's, that's been <laughs> number one. That that's been number one for like about a week now. But yeah, I think, I think it's all of us are dead. Raising Dion. I think Raising Dion is number two. 
I think. I mean, Raising Dion's only been been out for like a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Friday, so. Yeah, but you know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of people are into the Korean shows now, especially since uh, Squid Game and you know Train to Busan and all that. So, well, it's Black History Month. Y'all get them views up, Dion, Dion. (laughs) Well, it's number three right now. It's number three right now. Oh, all of us are dead. Got top. What the fuck is Sweet Magnolias? All right. So it probably has to do with something. That sounds like some Southern Mississippi shit. And when I tell you the accents are so fucking terrible. I'm from Louisiana. I have never heard no shit like that in my life. (laughs) I mean, they are terrible. I didn't, I didn't. Oh, so it takes place in Louisiana? No, it's like Mississippi or some shit. But still, it's like. these. I said it was some Mississippi shit. (laughs) <laughs> well that can say well talk about bad acting that can segue us into another show let's go ahead and just get this quick review of uh naomi out the way okay look see all right look i'm i'm cute to buck with y'all i'm cute to buck with y'all it got somewhat better in the last five minutes of the show the last five minutes of the show i finally saw some action when d fought another dude i think that he can teleport that was the only action in the scene we learned more about the day of Naomi. <laughs> this shit was just funny as hell. So the day Naomi got abducted. Now, Adam, tell me if you don't think this is funny. The day she got abducted, for whatever reason, they went to the woods. Then they saw a little black child say, I want that. <laughs> Let me go ahead and grab that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. how it happened in the comics. But that's how, <laughs> but that's how it happened in the show. <laughs> but yeah man like this show it's damn man it's it's something it's It's trying it's trying it's trying i will say that i can't say this they are they are trying because they're trying to do whatever they can with the lack of source material that they got from it only being one book so they're trying i'll give them that it got a little, it picked up a little bit at the end of the episode. So we will see now that we know that people are after Naomi. We'll see how it goes. Zumbadu wasn't in this episode, which I like, I guess he wasn't available that day. <laughs> <laughs> now he was doing evil Zumbado stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Probably, probably asking Netflix for a job, but maybe he's getting his hair braided. <laughs> Well, or maybe he's trying to get back on Euphoria as McKay's dad. I don't know. Shit. I don't know. But, like, I'll give you this. It's it's picking up a little bit. It's picking up a little bit. So I'm curious to see what, what they're going to do next episode because now people are actually coming for Naomi. They don't even give a fuck. This dude legit came to her school and said, hey, come with me. <laughs> Like what? What yeah. race? I'm curious. What race? Um, is it like who's coming for Naomi? I think it was some. Uh, I don't think they ne- said the race, but they, she. He's. I'm pretty sure he's with Zumbadu. I think he's with Zumbadu. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I know. I know uh, what race you're talking well, about. Well, remember the chick from uh, those American Horror Story movie? Well, I forget. I don't know what that damn um, lady, that actress's name yeah. is. She's clearly from Zumbado's planet, so maybe that dude was with her. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more to um Zimbabwe's planet than you might think than you might think though. And they did name drop. So I don't know if this is multiverse or whatever, but they did name drop Earth 29. 
So I don't know. So I'm curious about that because if you know DC Comics, the multiverse has plenty of different Earths where there's a there's an Earth with a black Superman. There's an Earth. Yeah, with, Calvin Ellis, man. Yeah, yeah. There's an Earth with Thomas Wayne as Batman. And he actually kills people. So I'm actually curious to see what they're going to do with Earth 29. But yeah, to end things off, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. It's still it's still falling a little flat in me just because of the first half. We're just shit, just shit about the school, which I did not care about. Yeah, they're 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 what they I think the mistake they've made was that um, you know, for the comic, they don't really focus on how popular Naomi is. Like in the in the series, like they're they, I think they went a little overboard with saying, well, she's so super popular. I'm like, okay, you know, but, you know, I think they focused on that a little too much. Yeah, the only thing I like, the only thing I like from that, that little episode was when they did the escape room and they, and they, um, and they were, they were uh, name dropped some hit some history, since I'm a history nerd. There's a machine that somebody created to spy on Germans in the, in World War II. So I thought that was pretty cool. But overall, don't care about the, don't care about the school stuff. I'm still here about the the mystery of who these people are and where Naomi's from. So it's a, it's getting better now for something that stayed consistent from episode one all the way to was episode six. Now, my boy Peacemaker, man, look, I love this. Show. I love, I love this show, man. The, the intro is a banger. John Cena is killing it in the role as Peacemaker, man. Yeah. Vigilante is is my favorite character right now. And this episode, it picked... Why does Jordan have a disappointing emotion? (laughs) Because she don't like the Suicide Squad, but we're going to ignore that. But, uh, (laughs) but, but man, this, this pick, this episode picked up quick. Oh yeah, it really did, yeah. man. This episode, man, this episode because at first we left off with them finding the finding the uh, them have with the factory with all the goo. Then they just said, "Fuck, fuck the season finale. We are gonna bring in the alien invasion now." And then, oh yeah, that really caught me off guard. I'm yeah, like, oh, man. Yeah, Be- me too. Like I was like, "What the hell?" All yeah. right, well, shit and, was awesome. And then the dad, he finally got out of prison because that Asian chick. She should have listened to um to that cop. Said, "Just mind your fucking business." <laughs> oh man, the now his dad's out of prison, and what does he want to do? Well, of course he said he wanted he want a broad to give him head, and he wants to kill his fucking son. So now we, yep. So and now we finally realize what happened to uh why he hate why um he hates his son so much. Yeah. So this. I don't know how these last two episodes are going to go because now, now um, his dad is has the white dragon costume on, which his, looks fucking badass, by the way. Man, I, know I, what it, I know what it represents, but it looks fucking cool. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This, <laughs> I, I'll give you that, Robbie. It does look cool. That shit, boy, I ain't gonna lie, but that shit looked cool until I saw them bags. I saw, I saw oh, them white. Yeah. I saw them white bags. Like, wow! Only Peacemaker can do this. Oh my goodness! So it's crazy because now you got um, his dad with the white dragon and his KKK members. With and then you got the alien. Then you got the alien invasion happening, and not only that, um, Leota fucked up and left that little journal describing everything that's happened. So now the whole world thinks, well, he well he did kill that woman, but. <laughs> 
but now the whole world thinks that he killed the woman and the and the um politician in cold blood. So now the government's go- gunning for him. So man, these last two episodes finna be crazy. Right. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Robbie, you were What's right up? about Mern, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, I got I got I was I was kind of like 75% right for being specific. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, just just take the compliment, bro. Damn. All right, yeah, that's right. I knew, I knew, I knew it. <laughs> but but um, but yeah. Also, I did like that scene with Mern when he when he was talking about when he was talking to Leota about the butterflies, and I really think he did pull off like that. His acting did pull off how remorseful he felt, even though yeah, the real Mern was a piece of shit. But it's like he could have changed, and I took that away from him. I like. I actually liked that scene. That was a really good scene to me. That was great. That yeah. was that prologue was awesome. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I thought the funniest part was like, "We got to stop the cow." Wait, there's a cow. Yeah, so there's this cow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, man, uh, vigilante's. Oh my god! Every episode, it just you see more and more how psychotic he is. He just wants to kill people. He don't care if they're good or bad. He just wants to kill people. Yeah, because he was about to kill that one uh that one Asian cop chick. I can't why can't I remember her her character's I, name? I think her name is Song. I, th- I think I think it's I think it's Song is I think sort of the S. But yeah, I think now she yeah, well, no, nah, she is dead. Everybody in the police force is dead. Yeah, pretty the, much. Yeah. So then that <laughs> and, no. and that kind of makes me sad though, because I like that Asian chick. She was pretty funny. I like so her. I'm, I mean, I, I like. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I like her because she's hot. Also, you know, she's thick. I mean, I like. <laughs> I, I liked her and her. Um, I like her. Yeah. Her part, I, like, I love the actor who plays uh, her. Um, her partner because I just see. I don't know. I just see him in the most random movies, and he just works in that role. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he so, was even in Riverdale. I want to say, wasn't he? He yeah, he was. He was the um the the what was it the Black Hood. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Now, if I had to give now, man, this show, unless it falls off the last two episodes, hey, this shit gourmet. Peacemaker gourmet. I, I don't see it changing. Peacemaker gourmet. It's uh I don't have no no <coughs> excuse me. No um argument here. You know, it just came it's each episode just seems to get better and better. And once again, this pretty much changes the game on, you know, on opening credits something and james i was doing a, um watching a feature red apparently james gunn was saying that the reason why he did that is so is so um people could see all, everyone who worked on the movie because that's just you know jennifer holland who plays hardcore that's his wife oh wow that's that's really? crazy huh. yeah that's his wife i was like oh okay. and that's actually smart too because now i think about it everybody that we've seen that's a kid that has lines they're in that they're in that intro yeah yeah but yeah, man, that is very true. Uh, well, hell, because even that janitor is in it, and he doesn't have a lot of lines at all. He was actually my favorite part of the intro. Oh yeah, <laughs> just sliding across the room while everyone is dancing. Now, now before you give your rating, Adam, I will say this. Oh wait, actually, I changed my instead of Gorman. I'm gonna go with movie theater. Okay, all right, okay, but I will say this though. I want to say this. This show is proven is John Cena showing everybody he can act because he does this role well, not just the comedy, but just even some of the personal moments with Peacemaker. 
because I really felt bad when he said, I just don't want to kill people no more. Yeah. I, I well, really, I really did feel that because I was wondering, why does he have, why does he want a dove a piece? But then now they explain like that, you know what, that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense why he wants that. Now go well, ahead. The thing uh, is though about John Cena, the reason why it's hard to tell that he's a good actor is because, you know, uh, you can't see him. I knew that was coming. That's your one dad joke. That's your one dad joke. I will give you, and I like that one just because I like because I like them. You can't see me jokes. I'm sorry, but to me, he just I'm not handing him no Oscar no time soon. I'm just not convinced he's an actor. That's just me. I mean, he's definitely no uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but you know, I mean, he's not a thespian actor. You're not—he's not going to win like two Oscars or anything like that. But he can be like a great star, like Keanu Keanu Reeves. Like, he's a horrible actor. I'm sorry, I love Keanu. He's horrible. I mean, he is dyslexic, but. He, hey, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Say, no, it, it really no, 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 no. Like, because no, here's the thing: because dyslexic people, they, they struggle with pronunciation, with um, enunciation and pronunciation. They really struggle with um, you know, you know, pronouncing, you know, with pronouncing the lines. So that actually, like, if you notice, if you watch him talk, like in John Wick of the Matrix, he like he really chooses his words very carefully. And you can you know that's and that's a, that's a problem that the people with dyslexia have. Yeah, because not, it only doesn't affect you reading like reading words. It it affect it affects you pronouncing them too. Because you can tell in his press conferences, like in his interviews and stuff, and his movies, he sounds different in interviews just because some fact of he doesn't have to read nothing. <laughs> but yeah, um, well, I mean, you could also just recite the lines to him, but yeah, what whatever, it's all good. I'll take y'all's word for it. Yeah, quit picking. Because the thing is, is like, like uh, my my dad and my brother, they uh, both are dyslexic, and they didn't have, they don't have any pronunciation delayed. Okay, that's a lie. My dad is very bad at pronunciation. I, I take that back because <laughs> I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, nah, that that dude is bad with pronunciation. Now that I'm thinking about it, because like one time he was saying, uh, uh, you need to meet this lady named Miss Owens. And he kept on saying orange. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Pops, what the hell, man? Like, I'm going in there looking for Miss Orange. He's like, that, that's who I, I'm like, I'm like, Pop, it's Owens. Like, I said that. I'm like, no, you didn't. If you're from the country, it might be a regional thing. Like, no, nah, my dad is from Dallas, like Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas, Highland Hills. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. But yeah, but like the thing about, see, that's the best. That's that is what's so golden about Keanu. He does well in roles that fit him, especially John Wick. I did not realize this. He did not say much in John Wick, but you wouldn't know because the shit is so action packed. And same with the Matrix. He had a few lines, but it was like a line or two. He ain't have no drawn out monologue. <laughs> how did you not notice like <laughs> there were no monologues in john wick at all no but i'm <laughs> no but i'm saying that's how that's how they mask how that's bad of an actor he is because when he did have a lot of lines in that movie when he got when he um got home invaded by them two girls his bad actor showed and well, that fuck me. <laughs> well wait hold on what about uh point break he had a lot of lines in point break that, that like and his lines were not like he don't read lines well 
that's the thing about Keanu. I love Keanu, but as a like as an actor, he's not a great actor. But oh, is that why he fucked up saying Viacom Dios in Point Break so badly? Probably. Because it was like, damn, why is he saying Viacom Dios like that? It's like, it's like, damn, he's like Viacom Dios. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's fucking terrible, and yet you don't even have that accent. So, what just made you say it like that? That's weird. All right, so, so before we go move on to the next topic, uh, Adam, what's your rating, man? I don't think you gave your rating. All right, well, for Peacemaker, I'm gonna go ahead and get that one gourmet because, again, um, it to me, I haven't seen anything wrong with it, so I just really, really like it. And, you know, it's just something that, man, DC really needs right now. Yes. You know, because they've been falling off and it's like, uh, finally, you know, thank God for it. And, uh, you know, something that I did notice, though, I noticed that uh, none of y'all said Adebayo at all. Y'all started referring to her by her first name. I wonder why it is. Is it because, you know, that takes too much brain power? Adebayo. I mean, yeah, you're saying it now, but I noticed that y'all have uh, not been saying it at all this episode. I actually forgot to mention her uh, her character. Um, I mean, she really didn't. <laughs> I mean, she really didn't do much this episode, to be honest. I, just, I like, mean, but Jason, you did call her by her first name. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd be mixed up with her first or last name. Okay, all right, all right. It's it's cool. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> but but yeah, that I'm just was messing with y'all. That was Peacemaker. Like I said, y'all gotta watch it. This shit crazy and it's good. So now, mm-hmm. so, so now I don't know if y'all watch this. This is just gonna be a quick review. That's something that me and Jordan watched. All right, let me let me look this shit up because then this name, the this, house on the hill with the monster and the woman. No, the no, woman. no, I you got all, <laughs> hold on. This, this movie right here or this show. All right. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Now look, I'm a, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like a black church name is so fucking long. <laughs> I did not right. know. Like the way. Okay, so when Jordan told about this show, show like, wait, should, like you, wait a minute. I feel like you're gonna throw me under the bus. No, that is not what we gonna no. do today. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, like you told me about that show. Like, okay, cool. I'm gonna watch it. I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, a nice little suspense, like a little suspense thriller. So then when, I, when we finally watch it, when we finally watch it, I'm like, some of this shit has some comedic tones, some comedic things in it, but it's tone dead. So like, it's tone deaf. So while we watching, I'm like, all right, some of this shit just straight up ridiculous to the father leaving the, leaving the little daughter in the room with the serial killer that eats people. Eats people. I'm like, what the fuck is going on to the daughters, to the um other chick, to the other, to the other man's daughter swimming in murky ass swamp water. I'm the like, seventy five chicken casseroles this white woman kept yeah, bringing. Yeah, like the like the casseroles, like bro. I know this shit's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. It's just weird. So, <laughs> so well, that's what happens when you make a parody without the Wayans brothers. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Well, no, I, I pointed out it was a parody and Bay said it wasn't. I was like, this has to be fake. There is no way this is real. Because come on, the girl no, got eight. No, only Bro, like, look at the title. The title should have no, told you it was a parody. Yeah. No, like the reason why I say that is because if it's trying to be a parody or be or be satire, it's doing a shitty ass job because the shit is tone deaf. 
Like it doesn't you mean like scary movie three, four, and five. Yes, yes, the worst than the completely worst. Now I'd rather watch those five times over. But this shit is just it was toned down. Like the story, it was just confusing. I was like, all right, so am I the killer? Like, who was the killer? Am, am, am I the kid? They introduced one dude, and he, they just wrote his ass out. He he probably he probably saw the writing on the wall. It it, it was just a mess. Are you talking about the stripper? Yes, it, it it was just a mess. This it was a mess. This is how you scary movie one. That's how you do a parody. This shit. Nah. This shit is how you do, no. This shit how you do not do a parody because scary movie one. It not. It still. It still makes fun. Of like it still satires the horror movie genre, and scream, but it just but it's still entertaining and it makes sense. This shit made no sense whatsoever, and what makes me even more mad, Netflix, fuck you because this was eight episodes, twenty minutes long. This shit. <laughs> For no, what it was, babe. For what no, it was, no, they no, executed no, well. I know no, you want to hear this. No, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Executed well, huh? Okay, look. What? What? No, execute. Okay, so uh, critics, fifty-six percent executing well. Audience, fifty percent. Ain't shit. Actually, I hate this. I for what it was. No, no, no. <laughs> well, no. well. In, in all fairness, don't look up. Didn't get a high audience rating, and it's like the number one like selling thing on uh, Netflix. So, or is it number one or number two for most views? Well, that's something be- like that. Well, that's because people didn't like how shitty it made them feel. A lot. If you look at a lot of those reviews. They just talk about how it made them feel bad. <laughs> this it made me feel bad just because I hated. I hate. I had to watch this. I would have much rather this. Oh. I would have much rather this been a movie because it it rounds out to two out two and a half hours. So Wait, why, what? Yes, oh, I that's, did, that's bad. That's I did. Bad. I did the math. I'm like, wait, <laughs> why did this feel so long when it wasn't? And it said two hours and oh, Netflix, fuck you, fuck you, Netflix. But for the record, I gave a second option of watching All of Us Are Dead, and you chose the woman in the window by the well by the uh, <laughs> screen around the corner. Because Wait, why why would you choose All of Us Are Dead? That because, makes no sense. Because I, because if Robbie knows Robbie knows me, I do not really like our long shows like that. And that was I've go- seen every zombie movie ever. This isn't gonna be any different. I was like, all right, babe, all right. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, plus I had to read. I was going to read because I'm not listening to that shit in the English dub. That's not happening. But yeah, man, uh, if I had to give it rating, hey, Adam, remember when we talked about a week ago, we're going to start giving things fuck you ratings? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Fuck you. This is a fuck you. This is the lowest (laughs) fuck you I can think of. Was it that bad, man? Yes. Damn. Yes, it was that bad. Matter of fact, I'd rather watch the Lifetime movies that this shit was making fun of than watch this shit. True that. So what's your rating, Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Man, All look. I was trying to do is spend some time with Bay. He said I could pick something. I gave him two options. He chose me. So no, look, look. Okay, okay, fine. I will give this a slight fuck you because I enjoyed spending time with you laughing at this dumb shit. But as a movie itself, fuck you. 
the movie, oh. movie so, stuff. So fuck you to fuck you to the show, but yes. not fuck you to the experience. Yes, fuck you to the show, not the experience. Because I was, because I was laughing because this shit's stupid. On that part where he broke in her house. <laughs> Man, like, oh my! I ain't gonna lie, that that shit had me laughing. Like, it was, was one, rolling. Oh my boy, goodness! Boy, because it was one part. So Michael Ely, which I don't know why the fuck Wait, he, he, I, he was. Yeah, yeah, he's he, married to uh uh the Kristen Bell. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, uh, Veronica Mars, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah, all yeah, Veronica that, Mars. Yeah. That's so yeah. somebody do his edge with a raccoon paw or something because his hair was fucked up. I was just like, <laughs> his hair was fucked up because I'm pretty sure he saw he shot all those scenes in like a few hours. He went to supercuts and shit. It was just bad. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, so hold up, bro. I hold up. Uh-huh. So the scene we talking about is um, the stripper but it was dude. Funny, man. You know, it's funny. Oh no, I, I was laughing that part. So the stripper dude, he breaks in talking about because the girlfriend of the dude that we thought was the murderer, uh, she winds up um being missing so then the dude he he um he breaks into Kristen bell's house and he says is your husband coming like my husband like my husband's out now like well i don't know like see where he's at how i don't know ask him about bread or something it's like can you get some bread <laughs> and he was like this is weird he's like this is why would it be weird he's like it's bread why is this weird <laughs> so that part was funny but other than that man I hate this. I hate. I hated this. I that hated whole scene this. was funny because it went from a kidnapping to a porno, and I'm just like, you know, you just met this nigga and he just tried to break in your house an hour ago, and then it's like fucking over here, fucking over there. Fucking oh, over he there. said, He's "Look, like, look, I broke in your house. Now it's time to break in these walls because they were fucking everywhere." They were fucking. I was like, damn. So, so, <laughs> so, so, before we go on other things, Jordan, what do you think of it? I want to know your rating. Every, we, okay. all, we all give our ratings. What's your rating? The cinematography was good. The sets were good. They had a good cast. Um, it was a. I don't think it was a outright parody like the Wayne's brother. I think it was a soft satire, like just poked a little bit. You know, just just enough funny for you to know we're not serious. I think for what it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The ending was so disappointing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with salty, salty, salty. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and before we move on, one more thing. If y'all want to know the end, so come to find out, the man that Kirsten, uh, Kristen Bell, suspected of a murder, he wasn't the murder. Find out his, his little. Six-year-old, six or eight-year-old daughter was the murderer what? For, some, for some petty ass reasons. Because that she, crossed my mind once. It did cross my mind because she oh, was. I, I know what that's a reference to. Uh, do y'all remember that TV show that was short-lived with Brian Felipe in it? Wow. Uh, uh, and his uh, daughter wound up killing her, the, uh, his son or whatnot. Like the, like he wound up having an affair on his wife or whatnot, and. Uh, turns out that uh the neighbor's son was actually his son and his daughter wound up killing her or something like that i think it was a reference to that like i'm trying to remember what the name of that show was it was actually a really good show well well just like how you can't remember 
I can't, can't remember the name of this show. This forgettable. So while he, I don't think about that, we're going to uh, we're going to take a, a quick little break and we're back, y'all. So, Adam, did you find the name of that thing yet? Oh, uh, I think it's called Secrets and Lies. Oh, oh, I think I, I think I heard that show. I ain't watched. Yeah. I think I heard of it. But yeah, man. So now let's talk about we come to the to the home stretch, y'all. We want to talk about some other topics. Now we talked about one DC property in Peacemaker. If y'all know me, well, Robbie knows me. Robbie, how much do I love Batman? thousand yeah man probably a million probably to infinity i love batman so when i heard about robert Pattinson's batman how i was actually going to explore him being a detective i was with that so the um warner bros like hey well this is year two of batman so we're going to novelize we're, we're going to do a novelization of batman's first year as um our batman's first year as batman bruce's first year as batman so I'm going to just go through just some of the key plot points that I think is kind of interesting. So the Batman, it's taking a, a kind of a different approach on, on the origin story of, um, of Batman. Of, of, um, Batman. So one thing that we learned is that Edward Nigma, he was at, he actually lived in the orphanage that Thomas and Martha Wayne uh, owned. So that's what ties Batman or Bruce and, Edward Nigma to to each other, so that was so that was cool. Then we find out that um, after Bruce's parents died, instead of going out outright to be to be Batman, like to like strive for justice, this man legit is basically he needs to be part of the Fast and Furious franchise because instead of because instead of instead of um using crime fighting to cope with his parents' death. He actually does street racing to Gotham and he builds he builds his car from scratch. Apparently, this Batman, apparently this Batman, he has a knack for taking shitty things and tries to make them the best possible. Like he even made the Batmobile from scratch in this in this one. Which it actually I, does make sense considering he has the money and the resources to build a, a supercharged car, and it's not like you know. It's not as blocky like in the Nolan movies, and it doesn't look as it doesn't look like a toy car like in the Tim Burton and uh, Joel Schumacher films. Yeah, because I think the reason why he went with that car, with that muscle car, because he said everything that he does, instead of being strong and bulky, he wants it to be quick and he wants it to be agile. He wants to be like agile and effective. So I do like that. And um, another thing that I did like. Now, Robbie and Adam, I know y'all know how Batman, he went around the world to learn different sciences and whatnot and different martial arts. So mm-hmm. they, they did that approach. But to make it more believable, what he did was he would go to school for a year. And Matt, so he'd go to like the most pristine college in a like, like say like um, he went to MIT for technology. He, get, he would get his degree within that year. Then he would go to another school and then he would get a, he would go to another school and then that specializes in, in, a, in a specific um, degree. He get it there. Then he traveled the world, do the same thing. And while he was traveling and work, wow, when he was when he traveled around the world, he was actually learning martial arts while he was in that country. So I like that personally because it's a more realistic approach to him going around the world and learning 
martial arts and learning and like gaining knowledge with science and all that. What y'all think about that? It's actually very interesting. It actually makes a lot more sense because, um, you know, because before, like, because so, when you're like at that age, like, how exactly are you able to learn all these different martial arts combined with, you know, learning how to like create all the, to invent all these um, these gadgets, like, you know, um, at such and then become Batman in like your late twenties or early thirties, you know, it's like. Like how, like, how does that work? You would have to actually go to school, like, at least for 12 months. So that yeah. actually makes sense. What do you think about it, Adam? No, like, um, I'm in agreement with Robbie. You know, like, he, he, he just can't be some weird genius kid that just automatically knows stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like with you know, Iron Man and stuff where he was actually, where he actually grew up around the company that was based on technology and everything, you know, he would have had to figure that out from somewhere. Yeah. So I thought that that was a real, that was a really cool realistic approach that they did with him. Now, one thing that I thought was kind of funny because it, it, it it doesn't matter. Apparently Edward Nygma's, uh, Edward Nygma, well, it doesn't, it does actually have, a significance edward nigma's job his day job when he was when he was a college student or like high school student he was a he was a doordash driver say what he was a doordash driver but um he actually encounters bruce wayne no he actually encounters bruce wayne but inadvertently because he's almost ran over by one of the street racers by one of the street racers um while they're street racing Oh and, wow. Yes. And that actually Edward Nigma, he goes back. I think he now don't quote me on this because I was reading the plot points. He goes back and and um he punishes the people that wronged him. And then that's the moment he felt, you know what? That felt good. So I'm gonna just keep on doing that. I'm I'm gonna put away people that I feel like deserve to be put away. So he go that's why he has the idea to go to school to be a forensic um a forensic accountant or accountant accountant forensic talking about edward nigma yeah edward nigma okay forensic accounting i yeah. think is what yeah. it's called forensic accounting so that makes sense because if you know Fal- um carmine falcone is going to be in this movie so that actually makes sense because because we all know falcone is going to have a shitty like a very very um shady paper trail so that links them. And apparently, I don't know. I think they said, I don't know if it's going to be like this, but I think Penguin, he actually fears Falcone in, in this movie. Or Because yeah, he's not, because huh. um, Oswald Cobblepot in this um, series, it seems like he's not really the crime, the, 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 king, the crime lord yet, like the drug kingpin, like we know as in the comics. So he's like, a, he's still at the beginning as like this low level, level type of like crime boss as opposed to being uh, like the most feared crime boss in Gotham. So I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then they introduced this girl named, like they give him a little story, like a little story to uh, like a little story to be his, um, for his first year at Batman. It's kind of rushed though, to be honest, because they just trying to get all the information out there. And I do like that he built his own suit and he built it once again to be effective and agile and not bulky like all the other Batman costumes. So I do like that. They're going for a sleek, they're going for a sleek Batman because 
to be honest, that makes more sense. That that makes more Brandon, sense, especially when um, you're talking about a guy who, who you know jumps off rooftops and he can do the flips in the air and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and the one thing I will say about this Batman um, movie, what it it kind of gives me, it kind of um, it kind of reminds me. Not it's not obviously it's not as dark. I mean, this is obviously darker, but it reminds me of the, of the old 2004 Batman that was series that was literally called the Batman. The, except yeah. the difference is the one from the animated the animated um series it was actually he was actually 26 in his second year as batman yeah so i'm i'm like i'm i love the details we got because now i can go into the movie and i can go into the movie knowing some of these things that they're going because you know they're going to drop some of these some of these as hints and one thing i love i love what they're doing with andy circus's alfred so andy circus he's the one that i initially teaches bruce wayne how to fight but Which not makes sense because he's he was a spy yeah like yeah like yeah so he uh. yeah so he's actually was a i don't think he was mi6 i think he was something else but he, but his backstory he like he is an agent like he is in the comics but he teaches bruce wayne he teaches bruce how to fight but not to defend himself or to fight crime but to cope with his parents death mm. so bruce what y'all to a whole nother level yeah so what do y'all think about how do y'all like the route they're going to go with Alfred? I, yeah, I actually do, because I think it's um, I do think it's interesting because it also the um, the scene in the in the trailer, the one shot where he's staring at Bruce and Bruce from a distance, um, which I think was which I think was a callback to the Batman movie Mask of the Phantasm. I don't know if y'all saw that animated. Movie. I did. It's fantastic. Yeah, man, dude, it's come fantastic. on. Yeah, that, that shit is fantastic. But it, I think it was a callback there when Bruce puts on the, the mask for the first time. And then that's when Alfred says, says, dear, like, dear God, I think what you, what you told me, Jason, about about um, you mentioning him, like teaching him how to fight. I believe, you know, he probably Alfred probably believes in that moment in the trailer where, where he made he's like, man, what did I what have I done? I mean, I must have made a really big mistake. I may have created a killer you know, yeah. may have created a killer. That's the way, that's the way I look at it, you know, and he's, and, you know, and he's, he really regrets, um, he feels like he led, you know, Bruce on this path of destruction by making him into a fighter. Yeah. So what do you think about, and, um, by Andy Serkis's Alfred Adam? That was well, a lot of A's. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, honestly, though, it, it does actually, um, uh, kind of make sense because, Believe it or not, that actually happened with me with uh, with certain um, with with my upbringing is um, like my dad put me into wrestling to help me deal with uh, issues and stuff with my life. So that actually does kind of make sense. You know, hey, let's have him do this so he can cope with it, because I always view martial arts as a way of being able to cope with things. You know what I mean? Because it, it just kind of helps you learn control over yourself and emotions. So. Yeah, that actually does make sense. So, yeah, man, I don't know about y'all, but after hearing some of these plot points, this makes me really excited for the Batman. And the fact that the movie has a, has a runtime tells us that Matt Reeves is trying is going to do some do a lot of world building. And, to, and Oh, sorry, Robert, go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, they say they plan to do... Matt Reeves plans on doing a trilogy. Now, I hope they use different Batman villains... And like, cause I, I, I've seen the Joker a thousand times. We've seen Penguin, you know, and we've seen like five or six different cat women. 
you know, I do want to see them. I do want to see them get Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy, right? Please. Yeah, because Mr. Freeze, like, if you look at the Batman animated series, like, the way Mr. Freeze is written, like, that episode where Mr. Freeze is, is introduced, like, that story where it was so good that they adapted it into, into the comics. So it came, the, so that episode in the series came right before the comics. So I get to see, and I think with this tone, this particular, like, kind of, like, horror feat, like horror um, psychological thriller feel with Batman. I do think Mr. Freeze definitely works perfectly with this, uh, with this one, except it, it won't be as suspenseful because obviously, you know, it's, it's uh, it, you really can't blend in when you're like in a suit of armor, like freezing people with a laser gun. But, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I mean, I think with this world, it, Matt Reeves can definitely make it work. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I do want to see like Mad Hatter or, you know, um, I know we're getting Firefly in the Batgirl movie. I want Victor um, Zaz. Yeah, Victor Zaz. We've had Victor Zaz several times before. They just didn't really. They didn't he, thought, he was. You know who I want to see, man? Freaking Clayface. Oh yeah, I do want to see Basil Carlos Clayface. I really do. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I think we have the technology for that now. Yeah, there's like so much. There's and um, I'm trying to think, what else could they use? But you know what would make sense? You know who I want the final antagonist to be in this Batman trilogy, y'all? Hush. That well, Hush is a good one. Um, but I was gonna say the Court of Owls. That would be that would hmm. be nice. I would actually like yeah. that. But before we geek out about Batman, because I can do that all night. We gotta yeah. move on. Gotta yeah. move on. But yeah, man, Batman, the Batman comes out March March 22nd. No, March 4th. Wait, March 4th? Yeah, March 4th. Really? Oh shit, they moved it up. Wow. So, That's yeah. a whole month. Yeah, so yeah. And everybody's wow. saying, everybody's saying, but it's two hours and 55 minutes. I can't. You watched yeah. Endgame. You watched Endgame. That's yeah, you watched saying. Titanic too, damn it. So this I'm. This introductory movie that is really long. I, I hope, I'm rooting for it. I don't, I'm not buying Edward Cullen because he's Edward to me. But... He is Robert Pattinson to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you though. <laughs> I'll be honest with you though, he looked more like Terry McGinnis than Bruce Wayne. Well, no. you know what? Matt Reeves was saying that um that Robert Pattinson's version of Bruce Wayne, you know who um what who um what he's inspired, where he's influenced by? Kurt Cobain. I know once yep. Kurt Cobain. Yep, Kurt he Cobain. Looks very emo. Like the Bruce Wayne I know is a handsome billionaire. Like, I mean, he looks depressed. No, but that's I mean, a- but that's the thing. He he's traumatized by his parents. His, when he was eight years old, his childhood pretty much ended when his parents were slaughtered in a in the, in an alleyway. And the thing, yeah, but I mean, but how many years has it been though? Like he he should no, but be, the, I, I know that, I know that's kind of messed up, but it's kind of messed up. But you would think he would be recovering from that by now. No, but see, he here's therapy. I'm just saying he got no, the money. See, but here's the thing: like a lot of these bad, a lot of these bad movies, they don't get right. But I feel like Ben Affleck's movie got right. Batman, Bruce, like Bruce, yeah, he's a billionaire, but he's more of a recluse. He, like, that's why I like how in this movie, he's going to be more Batman than Bruce because he feels that Bruce, he doesn't need to be Bruce. He need like, he needs to be Batman because he feel like Bruce really can't do nothing because everybody said, well, he got all this money. But yeah, but guess who's backing all this money? Carmine Falcone. So... Everybody that always says that they don't know Batman because that like the Fal- like the Waynes and the Falcons have a very 
troubled history with each other. So I do like how we're going to see more Batman than Bruce, because for one thing, we never really get, a, we have not really had a good Bruce Wayne on screen besides in the animated movies. So I'm really hyped to see that. We're- hey man, I thought Michael Keaton was a pretty good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but what Bell. I thought he was the best. That's just me. Now, my, Michael Keaton is my Batman. Well, like I, said, well, like I said, everybody, everybody got their own, but like for yeah. me, I just feel like what the route they're going, I love it because realistically, Bruce, Bruce should be a recluse, to be honest. Like he should not want to deal with anybody in God's name. <laughs> I wouldn't want if I had that money and I didn't and I, I was an orphan, I wouldn't want to deal with anyone either. Plus, everybody in Gotham's a murderer, so yeah, like and also another thing is um um I like the fact that he's focused on his Batman persona because, you know, he's, um, oh, shoot. Did I just mute myself? Hello? Yeah. Oh, no, that, that was me. I muted myself. Uh, I think I muted myself. If I'm safe. But I was, I was saying, like, the thing about, you know, what I like about this version of Batman is I like the fact that he's, he does, he, that he's not, he doesn't know how to, like, really separate, like, the, uh, the Bruce Wayne and, batman like ego i think we're gonna get that i think we're gonna um i think he'll be able to figure it out probably in like the next movie yeah I think the first one yeah which makes sense and i still i still want the court of Owls to be the final antagonist i'm just saying well we're gonna have to wait but yeah march 4th come to a theater near you now for wait, some Nathan, huh what about the kanye situation oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about a man <laughs> man, all right look i'm gonna let courtney take this away because this man kanye up to his kanye thing Court, uh, jordan take it away jordan. Oh, tap tap is this thing on uh-huh. yeah it's on. all right yeah 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 well, we can hear you <laughs> okay um first of all before we go into that i just want to say Bay, I love you, but I still don't get why Ben Affleck, why you give him so much praise for his Batman. I'm sorry. I just... Because I read the comics and that's how Batman is, but go on. Oh. <laughs> there you go, the gatekeeping. Anyway, but um, yeah, so in recent news, um, your boy Kanye is at it again. Um, this weekend, he is Black. He has decided to be Black this month for Black History Month. And he is letting it be known to the world that he is not playing with Kim Kardashian about his black ass kids. Now, um, (laughs) (laughs) his words, not mine. Wow. And here's the thing, here's the thing with me, with Kanye. Um, Musically, he's a genius. I had the college dropout. I had, uh, what was that? What was the second one called? Graduation? No. It's a graduation. Mm -mm. It was a... Anyway, the heartbreaks. No, no that was no, that was way like, later. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, musically speaking, the boy is a genius. Um, just the past decade, he's been kind of out of pocket. And um, one minute he doesn't want shit to do with us. He's riding for Trump, and then when his back is in a corner, he pulls on his black card. And I just do not like that about him. Maybe I'm yeah. the only one that feels that way, but no, I mean Kanye has always been kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, he he he's always been off. Yeah, and I, and the thing is, when I first heard Kanye West, you know, 
I do like listening to uh, Kanye's old old music. I think everything he says is really smart. Um, All Falls Down is actually my favorite song by him. Um, but you know, I was when I first heard, it, I never really thought that he would be I, that he would be like this, like in the public. You know, so mm-hmm. I just I, I really I really worry about him about his mental health. Yeah, you know, because I don't I don't wish you know anything I don't wish anything bad upon you know people especially us but he really needs some help I you know yeah I I just I just don't I just don't get it I don't understand (laughs) I think when his mother passed and with them being so close he didn't take the time to get the help he really needed to process that and instead of doing that you know he tried to live it out through the art live it out through the media and the and it just doesn't work that way. You have to heal. And I just don't think he ever did. Yeah, he didn't. And man, him, I tried, I tried to defend Kanye. I tried at the beginning, but then more and more stuff started just happening with Kanye. But I'm not gonna lie. The funniest, crazy, the funniest moment of Kanye was with that whole UNICEF thing <laughs> with Chris Tucker. And uh, what, what's the what, oh, what's his name? Mike Myers. That Mike Myers. Oh, boy, yeah. that <laughs> shit was hilarious. Yeah. George see, Bush doesn't care Kanye. about black people. That's old Kanye. Old Kanye was for the people, and it's like, boy, I ain't gonna lie. That, George Bush doesn't care about black people to support Trump, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, you you went completely polar opposite because. Yeah, no, nobody. Oh, never mind. Slavery was a choice. Like my boy was losing his mind, and people deem him as a genius. And I think to a certain degree he is because the boy is a billionaire. Like he took some shoes that looked like uh, crates and made them popular. Like people are paying five hundred dollars shoes for these, you know, five hundred dollars. Oh, that's that's not shoes. genius. That's just people being stupid, man. Like the damn Yeezys look terrible they someone like tried to give me their yeezys and i was like nah bro i don't want them damn shoes like man but they yeezys i'm like yeah them some ugly ass shoes let them gen z motherfuckers wear that shit and then he, <laughs> and there then you he, go. <laughs> shit man jesus boy boy just... sorry sorry gen z my bad you were like the shoes are horrendous but people are buying them for 500 plus so there's some level of genius to it whether we want to admit it or not but my problem with him is you i don't feel sorry for you because you were the main one on your music talking about when you get on leave your ass for a white girl and all that stuff you know the type of person kim kardashian is and you went after her anyway this is after he drug amber rose you know across the internet the same way he's doing kim kardashian now and it's like you want sympathy from the black community why Man, look, I'm gonna say this about Kanye. <laughs> I'm just saying this about Kanye. Him and Antonio Brown need to be roommates because them, ooh, them black motherfuckers. I don't think I don't ooh, think nah, what they, that would just make things worse for both of them. Nah, they, I just hey, want, bro. Look, this is what he needs. He needs to get his ass on a good mood stabilizer to check that manic depressive crap he's going through. And at this point, now doing <laughs> controversial shit with having the baby and Marilyn Manson on stage. Oh my Kanye, get some help. Get some help or, or go on an island and leave us the 
confused. Like or, he or go Jeffrey. <laughs> or go on the go on the island and leave us the fuck alone. I'm tired of hearing seeing you on the news and take Antonio Brown crazy ass with you. I'm tired of hearing it, y'all. And Adam, you were like the super villain to Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> But it's but yeah. like, first you drag Amber across the internet and she checked him. She put it out there that he likes stuff up his anus and, you know. Man, Kim that was. Oh, I remember that. Because <laughs> he came for her. You know, he came for her and he, he must have forgot uh, I am, you know, black woman ain't to be fucked with. So Kim put that fire out and I think Kim felt because I am me and because I am Kim and because, you know, I am white, I can handle it. I can deal with it he wouldn't do me that way. And he's doing you the exact same way, sis, that that white card didn't help you. And I don't know why he's looking to us for backup, talking about my black children is, she ain't gonna keep my black kids from me. No need to point out, first of all, they're biracial, but no need to point that out because we're not coming to save you, nigga. (laughs) Right, right, like you you done betrayed us one too many times, my guy. Like you had, I mean, I'm here for interracial dating. I don't have a problem with it, but you chose that and now you want some sympathy. Sir, you weren't raped. <laughs> you know, work I mean, it out. I mean, he knows about the Kim Car- about the Kardashian curse and I mean, Amber Rose did say like stuff up his butt. Well, he came for her first. Yeah, but I think he was referencing the rape thing, you know, so he may have been he pretty much he pretty much came at Wiz Khalifa, who they were dating at the time, and said, "How you let a stripper pretty much trap you? You know, nobody asked him, nobody said, nobody tagged him in a post. He just came out of nowhere while he was married to Kim Kardashian and was like, Wiz, how you let a stripper trap you?' And she shut that down immediately. I said, "Why are you worrying about my man? You need to let worry about Kim putting shit up your ass because you like that shit." And yeah. <laughs> oh wow. But, this is what he does, I think, like you said earlier about dealing with rejection. I think when a relationship goes south, he takes to the internet and just bleeds on it instead of healing and dealing, and he needs to do better. And that's why I say him and Antonio Brown should be best friends because they do the Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, because right, no, right. no, 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 because just like how Kanye don't deal with the rejection, Antonio Brown, he the same way because Robbie. What did Antonio Brown do as soon as the, as soon as the Buccaneers let him go? He started throwing jabs at Tom Brady, a man who gave this man another chance in the NFL. Also, and, but and Antonio Brown complained uh, to um, Brady when Brady retired. Antonio Brown literally said, um, "Thank you for helping for for um, getting me my championship or whatever." And that, and by the way, that wasn't even like you know. That wasn't even anything to show respect. That was him just praising. That's Brown praising himself. Yeah, talking about because he put up all mean, the hot. He put up all the highlights um, of not just other uh, like other passes in Brady's career, but the passes to Antonio Brown. So yeah, man, fuck fuck both him and Kanye. I can't stand their asses because they both throw people under the bus and then they try to play victim. So fuck them. I hate both of them. I I'm, completely agree. I'm still rooting. Like you said, Kanye is still ours. He still belongs to our community. So I'm rooting for him. But uh, I don't know, man. I think I uh, we might need to trade him in the next racial draft. I'm sorry. Hey, um, hey y- y'all, y'all can have Kanye. We'll take Eminem. After his slavery was a choice comments, I really was kind of done with him. I'm like, nigga. 
Yeah, in fact, my roommate, Jason, remember my roommate Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, she's um she she's a minority herself. I believe she's um um she's Latina. Um and she was telling she's what she told me about that. I was like, wait, did he seriously just say slavery is a choice? And when I heard that, I was that's when I was like, Yeah, I think I'm done listening to him. <laughs> I think he was trying to be deep or metaphorical, but he should have talked to his PR team. And I don't think he, all those money, all that money, where is his PR team? Like, where is his? <laughs> he probably doesn't have one. He yeah, talk, he probably fired their ass. He talking about, you talking about him being deep. Nah, he just dig himself a deeper hole. So before I go on another tangent, yeah, uh, Kanye, I don't care how much money he got. Fuck you. Fuck. But it always works for him. Even when he went with Trump, we all black people. I love us, but we are too fucking forgiving because no matter what kind of shit people like him do, we always forgive. And, and maybe and you know what? I agree with you on that because look at R. Kelly. All that shit we we gave him so many chances. It literally Man, took a damn sex dungeon for us to I say. Mean, Aaron Kruger already mentioned that in the Boondocks with the trial of R. Kelly. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. we laugh at that episode and the episode was funny, I mean, everything that Aaron McCruder was saying, when you listen to what the characters are saying, listen to the dialogue, Aaron McCruder actually fully believes what he's saying. You know, like that's what that's what that whole episode was about. So, I mean, we were told, we were warned, you know, about, you know, you know, um, you know, giving our, you know, as black people, giving R. Kelly the um, slap on the wrist. Oh, why? Because right. he's a great singer. Yeah, I you have an excellent point. I don't even think that it's we're too forgiving in general. We forgive our celebrities. If you can entertain us, we don't care what you do in your personal life, and that needs to stop. Like, I just well, well, I, I, sometimes yeah, but you, you know, like some folks, they do deserve some legitimate second chances. But for the most part, though, you are right. Yeah. So this so. I mean, at least Chris Brown kind of no, is okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, uh, like, at I least we, it, you know, it, at least uh, he he didn't go way off the deep end what? after he was forgiven, right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not up on Chris Brown. Like, what what did he do now? Well, apparently, Chris Brown, um, he's been accused of um of of rape or abuse. And but now you know. Yeah, huh? Oh god damn! Never mind then. Fuck him too then. But what's her name? Yeah, you like, had it right the first time. He hasn't gotten any better. He made some comments about darkies, and he just—he's like Kanye on steroids. But we forgive oh, him. Oh shit! Never mind. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. You know what makes it worse? You know who makes this worse? Um, the Chris Brown situation worse. Tory Lanes, Tory Lanes, Tory Lanes was had the nerve to come out and say and say, "Man, stop making up lies about my boy Chris Brown." I'm like, and I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking about in my head is, Tory Lanes, shut the hell up! Didn't you shoot Megan Thee Stallion? Hey, hey, man. Hey, yo, we didn't forgive OJ. What about that? No, I no 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 fuck. OJ did it. I don't care no. OJ did it, and no, no. I'm sorry. I, no, that if it doesn't fit, it must have quit. I'm no, just no, no. Jordan well, well in, in all fairness, though, OJ did say he wasn't black. He's OJ. So, 
And what? then I'm and, not black, I'm OJ. And then on top of that, this motherfucker put out a book saying, Well, what if uh, what but if I did do it, nigga, won't if you I shut the fuck up? Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> and then he keeps on flaunting, keeps on flaunting the show on Instagram and Twitter. Fuck him too. Matter of fact, all these crazy motherfuckers, fuck y'all. Y'all give me a headache. And, and we and we we technically haven't forgiven Bill Cosby. Nah, we, we actually haven't. We actually really haven't. I mean, I'm just gonna I never I don't really talk about Bill Cosby. Well, probably because we feel so betrayed because you know we deal with the Cosby show and everything. That's like I'm not going to doing this shit the whole time. I, I'm I'm hurt. I'm not gonna lie, because I was I'm not gonna lie. If y'all watch this horrible movie he did called Ghost Dad. What the oh, fuck? Yeah, you got something like on Ghost Dad on this? No, 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 no. If you look at the way he acts, were you even born when Ghost Dad came out? I saw it recently. I, I don't think so. I, I saw I it. I saw it recently. I like watching bad movies, but 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 the thing, but in nineteen ninety, he wasn't alive yet. But the thing, no, but the thing, no. If y'all go back and watch, if y'all go back and watch the way he acts, it he acts like he drugged himself. No, and then about, no, you're not gonna fake on them too. No, nah, no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody had their opinion. I thought that shit was bad, but I was entertained. I was about to say, I thought Ghost Dad was hilarious, man. Shit. Hater, nah, hey, call me hate all you want. I like what I like. I don't like what I like. Like I said, it's a bad movie, but I was entertained just because Bill Cosby was acting crazy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, I get what you uh, what you mean though about like you know sometimes when people act out of character it makes something entertaining like you know that corny ass movie Wanted I liked it simply because I, that was the first time I heard Morgan Freeman say motherfucker in something <laughs> you know what I mean I mean I was told by like my film professor in school that when he met uh, Morgan Freeman he said that he's not as godlike as everyone thinks he is. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? They do make him seem like the innocent older black guy, and uh, like Samuel L. Jackson is just the cussing, spitting, spitting, cussing one. But that's actually how Samuel L. Jackson is, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, man. So like, on to as much as I want to keep talking shit about Kanye, we got more things to talk about. So, <laughs> hey, if Kanye, if Kanye keeps up, if Kanye keeps up, y'all, this might be him. Let me bring up this share screen. Oh, shit. Hold on. All right, so what's the next topic, bro? Oh, uh, I, I, I think Kanye. Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> shit, this might be Kanye. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's see. Gotcha, bitch. That Kanye right there. (laughs) So Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? We really shouldn't be here. 
I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Actually, I haven't even seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. The first hey, one, uh, Gen Z, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> the first one was good. I, I ain't watched any other ones. But talking about this trailer, it gives me Halloween 2018 vibes. It's bringing, yeah. it's bring, but that could work and it could not because Halloween 2018 worked because it brought like it brought back. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who was the original actress in the original Halloween, it retconned all of the BS that we got. And the story was actually good. And this one, it seems that it's trying to retcon everything that came that came um, before it. And it's bringing back the sole survivor from the first one. So it could work. It could not. I'm I'm liking what I see so far. Hmm. I can I, it's about it's going to be bloody as hell. I can tell that. Mm-hmm. All the budget went to the blood. You think and so? All I gotta say is, man, they need to just let some shit die. Like, I honestly okay. don't have any high hopes for this. I'm like, I guys, come up with something new. Right. Uh, I'm over this retcon and crap. No. Well, I don't know. I guess for me, since I'm a huge horror fan, I always wanted another good sequel, but I got all them shitty ass MTV. Um, directed sequels so i'm actually feeling i'm actually feeling this because leatherface is such an iconic horror horror villain and he gets forgotten because of michael myers and jason and even chucky so i'm looking well, because forward to they it. all blend in babe it's like the, the same person with right? a different wig what's the difference between him and michael myers like really exactly he uses a chainsaw the other one uses a knife like, i mean like i said yeah. super like like i said the way how some people feel, like the way that some people like love superheroes, like yeah, I love superheroes too, but I love horror, horror movies just as much, just from just from old 60s horror to horror now. I just love horror and I just love like tech, like old grindhouse horror and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was a grindhouse horror film. So I love that. So that holds near and dear to my heart. So I'm gonna give it a chance. It comes out February 18th. So that's two weeks from now. So I'm gonna watch it. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm I'm not expecting much. You just, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, same old BS. Ah, jump scare here, jump scare there. Uh, I think I might take a pass on this one. 
Like she said, fifty years. So this nigga in his seventies, you can't outrun him. Like what right. the well, well, the thing. No, nah, no, nah, he older than his seventies. It's like, yo, this dude in his eighties over here, so he still killing people and like, shit. Like, what the fuck? Hey, I mean, well, hey. but I, I think they gonna somehow explain how that's some sort of weird relative that's younger. Because yeah, there's no way he's gonna be able to do all this crap. Well, well, like I said, people thought the same thing about Halloween 2018, but that was a hit. And people like, well, how was Michael? I mean, was it though? Yeah, yes, it, it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Like people were raving about how good that was actually was because they said it's the set, like it's right behind the first one because it was really good because it didn't stray away from the source material. And I it was act- gonna say, did it have a good storyline though? Yeah, like, it, story yeah, there? yeah, it had a good story there because it was focused on Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, like it showed us what she was doing for all those years. Cause she was never the same. Like she was, she was never, she had PTSD. She was secluded. She was isolated. She was never the same. So the 2018 one, it actually had a story and it actually built Jamie Lee Curtis's character. So like I said, I'm gonna get this on try because I was taught the same thing about Halloween 2018, but it turned out to be really good. And to your point, um, there, it could work because there's no fear. Like he said, if this guy's in his 70s or 80s, the fear is kind of at the door. But if the story is there, then it can still work. So and I saw that Halloween 2018, it only cost like 10. It said between 10 and 15 million to make. And it made 250 million worldwide. That's actually yeah, that's that is a hit. That is yeah, a that's hit. pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's that's it. Now I, I that's would say great. That's <laughs> If you make if you if you make you gotta make twice the budget in order to break even. True. So, right. Yeah, so 255, that's really good. <laughs> and the and the and the directors and the writers, they were Halloween fans and they were also filmmakers in themselves. So when you have a filmmaker, we have a director that is a filmmaker and a fan, they can do something great with it. Now I don't know, I don't know if this person is a fan or not, but we're gonna see. And it got it got a Netflix budget, so I'm gonna give it a chance. Hopefully, it does well. Oh, did the woman in the window by the well around the corner from the Baptist church? But I mean, fuck <laughs> that movie. <laughs> fuck that movie. Oh man, what? what? Hey, hey, hey! TV show? No, nah, it. <laughs> no, no, it was the same length of as a movie. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that. But yeah, so on to other things. So yeah, like everybody trying to do big things with the streaming, with the streaming, but Sony and Microsoft, they got something else going on over here. They say, y'all want these movies now. We want these games. So if y'all don't know, Microsoft, they did a big dick power move in acquiring Activision Blizzard that does Call of Duty and whatnot for a shitload of money. So Bungie, they over there, like y'all, y'all ain't the only ones that, that can that can show their dicks. So they bought Bungie for hold on, let me see the let me see the going price. I think it says three point six billion, but double check what? Yes, Sony Bungie deal. I'll pull. I'm gonna pull up Google right now, just so in case I need to look up some research. Yep, you're right, Rob. You're right on the money. Three point six billion dollars. Because I remember seeing it on your screen. <laughs> Man, that, I'm gonna tell you right now, that shit is crazy. And for for all the games out there, that's a huge deal because uh, if y'all remember, 
Bungie was the OG studio that did Halo. Mm. I mean, Destiny? Yeah, they doing Destiny too. That's why it's another big deal because Destiny's player base is continues to rise because they keep adding to that. So I'm really thinking that this is going to be a power struggle between a lot of these gaming companies, well, besides Nintendo, because, you know, Nintendo, they don't try anything. They just want to stay in-house. So we might see, so we might see a lot of big moves for these gaming companies in response to each other. Like I really think that they, like Microsoft, they think the next big thing they're trying to do, they're trying to weed out the con, the physical console and go straight to streaming. And uh, the way things are going, Sony, I mean, Sony, Microsoft, they might actually do that. So yeah, man, that, that shit crazy. That shit crazy. What you, anybody, uh, Adam or Robbie, got anything to add about it? Well, it definitely opens up a lot of possibilities for Microsoft and, um, and Sony because they could, because you know, because it changes the game. Because with with we're gonna we're definitely gonna see a lot more uh, cross platforms, and on top of that, it's I think um, with the technology that Microsoft and Sony have, I do believe that they'll probably have like fa- I think the game consoles will have faster processors. They yeah. also make the game faster, and I do think it'll improve graphics because. You know, because the thing that impresses me about all these video games, because I'm not I'm not as big of a gamer as I used to be, but you know, it's just impressing me how much better better um like the these stories and these graphics uh are for these games, like for Uncharted and you know even the Spider-Man game for PS4. I sometimes there those like video games like their stories are can be so much more interesting than the movies and TV shows we see nowadays. So, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm open to see what happens. You know, I'm not as well versed in the video game realm as ever as you know as most other people. But um, you know, hey Gen Z hater, you got anything to add? <laughs> okay, one now I'm I'm not a Gen Z hater, but uh, okay, yeah I am. But um, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm actually you know like said okay with it. It's it's all good. I mean, it's clearly just a way to hold on to their little oligopoly they have but uh yeah so yeah man and uh I'm, do we got any other news y'all well we got to talk about the um oh yeah man, man how could i forget so yeah man we gonna, yeah we're gonna talk about the nfl who man i i love this sport to the day i die i love watching watching the games i love play watching these modern gladiators go to battle on the football field. But these owners piss me off. Why is it that Brian Flores has to file a lawsuit against you owners to open your eyes? If y'all don't know, the story is Brian Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, he is filing a lawsuit against Stephen Ross, of um, owner of the Miami Dolphins, and somebody... Now, the, the Giants shit is funny. I'm going to say why this, the Giant, why he's suing the Giants. This shit is funny. So, Bill Belichick, he's close with the Giants organization. I mean, of course he'd be close. They beat his ass twice. So, <laughs> so Bill Belichick, he... For one, this is... I don't know why he don't have people by their last names, but Brian Dobble is now the head coach of the Giants. And it was Brian Dobble and Brian Flores in the running for head coach. So Bill Belichick, he texts Brian Flores and says, well, Brian, 
congratulations on winning the job. And then Brian Flores, like, uh, Coach, are you sure? Yeah, I interviewed Thursday. Uh, are you sure? My interview, yeah, like, oh, you Brian Flores. Yeah, right. But yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> and he literally said that in the text. He literally right. said, I fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, Brian Flores, he is suing the NFL because he said, well, for one, for the um, prejudice against black coaches. And two, which don't surprise me, um, Stephen Ross came to him and said that he would pay him $10,000 per game for every game that he lost on purpose. So Stephen Ross was trying to fix games. And he, yes, and he accused the Giants owner of doing the same thing. And then he has beef with uh I think it with the Denver Broncos because he said that John Elway and them came to the interview not only late but drunk as fuck. So he's he's um suing the NFL for them not being the owners not being professional. So yeah, man, I'm not gonna lie, this is not a good look. And I'm I hate to say it, this lawsuit, I'm glad Brian Flores doing doing it, but it's not gonna change nothing. Because everybody keeps saying, oh, but Roger Goodell can do something. Roger Goodell can't do he nothing. Can't. <laughs> like, just, just because he's the commissioner of the NFL, he's basically, the owners are his boss. The owners are basically, how are you going to tell a billionaire what to do with their money? Like, that's what it comes down to. So we can enforce a Rooney rule and, and like, throw compensation to the draft picks and all that. But it's not going to change them because these men, they're going to hire who they want. And it it just sucks because Eric B. Enemy, he deserves a job. Brian Flores deserves a job. I would say Hugh Jackson, but he did pretty bad in Cleveland. Jackson, he yeah. did pretty bad in Cleveland. I know he, he's making he's saying, I'm not gonna say he's making this up. He did say that the that the what Brian Flores accused Stephen Ross of trying to do to him, Hugh Jackson, you know, he actually took the money though. Yeah, but the only <laughs> thing is, the only thing about that is, I don't think Hugh Jackson really knew, like that he was. He didn't know where the incentives were coming from. That's the thing. He didn't know where the bonuses were coming from. He just said, "Hey, all right, I took the money." <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, Jason, you got y'all got to admit, you probably would have done the same thing if you didn't even know what was going on. Well, I, well, I, I would have still took the money and then still tried to sue the ass. but yeah but Hugh Jackson I don't think he knew but he was explaining in um, an interview on ESPN that he said hey um this really doesn't make any sense I mean we're losing games games we're losing all these games but I don't really think that the Browns were intentionally really tanking they just sucked yeah Hugh Jackson really it was it's kind of hard for me to believe him especially like if you knew this why didn't you come out before I guess it's safer now because Flores you know uh you know he came out first you know um the Giants like that was more like I kind of knew that Brian Dable was going to be hired by the Giants and look and by the way Brian Dable is actually a good choice for a head coach I will say that he's a he's a he's a good hire but what the only problem I have is like the way they handled the hiring process with with Flores that's that is the big problem I'm not going to like just I'm not going to dissuade I'm not going to um I'm not going to like go, you know, uh, be mad at the Giants for not hi- for, like for hiring uh, Dable. In fact, Flora said that he respects Brian Dable and Bill Belichick. I mean, 
And so, honestly, Dable and Belichick, they really didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, and, and note to Bill Belichick, if you listening, please put last names in your phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, please put last names in your phone. But, my okay. Now, teams that really needed a head coach, especially two years ago, like for the Cowboys, why was Eric Bienmi not called? Like, why was he not called? I don't know why Mike Mike McCarthy was out of the league for, what, how many years, Robert? Like, two? It was just, uh, I think it was just a year. I, 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 yeah, like, like like a year or not. It's because like, Jerry Jones wants somebody he can control. Everybody yes. that. Jeez. No, but I know, but I'm just saying, that's the, it don't make it right because there's so many good black cats. Jim Caldwell. I'm not saying it makes it right. That's how come everybody that's a that's a Cowboys fan hates Jerry Jones. Like Jim Caldwell still out there. Leslie Frazier still out there. Brian Flores, sad to say he's not gonna get another job. But oh, this I I hate the NFL and it but it makes me mad and sad because. This is a game I love to watch. Like, I love watching the NFL. I love seeing these dudes go to battle on the football field. But it's like I can't be – I can't deny all the – all of the damn prejudice. Yeah. yeah. Like, just against black coaches because – If you don't mind me asking, why do you all still watch football then? I, I love football. Like, that. that's the thing. I love football. Like, like that's – I but love I point in time where we're supposed to be boycotting and that didn't last a few months look i'm gonna I, mean, I, I knew the boycotting really wasn't gonna work just because for the simple fact there are way too many people black white or hispanic who actually watch you really watch the nfl i mean millions right. and millions of people so and, I, and also you got to think about it this this sport literally stole a day from the church yeah you know so it's clearly important to people <laughs> And, the- and you know what? Um, I know Master P has suggested that him and other black celebrities come together and create their own franchise. Um, but my question would be, would people even watch it? Like, are, are you guys so committed to the NFL that if there was an alternative that did hire black coaches, would well, you support we did. it? Wait, hold up, hold up. We Hold did up. have one. It was Hold called up. the XFL. The XFL. And you know what? Yeah. There, there was it only lasted a year. No. What the fuck? No, it no, no. It was going to keep going strong because the, the numbers were good. But COVID, like they didn't they didn't have that, they didn't have that foundation of money to hold it. So it's coming back with the rock. So and I and I know the rock is going like the rock, he's for good football, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. And the XFL had Pep Hamilton. Uh, what was the coach for that um, for that Washington Defenders team? I forgot his name, but those are two black coaches, and they had the best teams in that league. So I don't want to hear. Well, well, Eric Benjamin don't call the plays. Robert, uh, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson Rob, didn't call th- plays. Thank you, and I fucking hate Matt Nagy. I'm glad he's not. Oh, he. I'm glad he's not my coach no more. I don't he, think he found another job. Good, but <laughs> the thing is, Pat Hamilton deserves a coaching job for what he did with justin herbert and the chart and the chargers he needs a job yeah that wasn't uh the, the the reason why the chargers weren't doing so well is because look i love anthony lynn i hope he gets another opportunity but his defense was bad 
it wasn't just that he blew a lot of games yeah. <laughs> he blew a lot of bad games i was like anthony lynn i do want you to keep your job but this is not good man okay oh yeah and yeah. my and my prime example yeah so yeah detroit lions i hope y'all rest and shit because y'all got rid of the best Damn. head coach you had because robbie what was jim caldwell's last let his last um record for the season before they let him go what was his last record robbie well, let's see. I'm going to look him up right. I'm going to look it up right now. I actually know. I just want to read it out because I just think like it's important for the Detroit Lions as an organization to listen to this. So Jim Caldwell was with the Detroit Lions for four years. The mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, a, a team that Jason used to love, and he just couldn't do it anymore because they betrayed him because of the situation. The Lions have been trashed for years. In 2014, they went 11-5, and made the playoffs. They lost to the Cowboys after <laughs> – after Calvin Johnson Johnson was held in for pass interference, and then the refs picked up the flag when it was blatantly obvious. Then the next year they missed the playoff. They go seven and nine. Okay, not a big deal. 2016, they went nine and seven. 2017, they went nine and seven. And 2016, they made the playoffs. So you Calvin Johnson retires around that time. And so after going nine and seven, the GM says, Well, I want my own guy. So I'm gonna get Matt Patricia. Hmm. Out of them four years, Robbie, how many losing seasons did he have? Um, I think he only stayed there. Let's, let's see. Matt Patricia. And by the way, guys, that's another Bill Belichick dude. Another pa- They need to stop hiring these coaches from the Patriots. He was there for three years. He went six and 10, three and tw- three, 12 and one, and then four and seven before getting fired. So three years of flat out doo-doo and three years of winning seasons and one year where they were just mediocre. Yeah. Detroit Lions in the NFL. Fuck y'all, because Jim Caldwell should still have a job in this league. Ooh, ooh, I want to. Ooh, and And now the Houston. Hey, uh, hey, uh, you sure you don't need a drink or a hug or something? I need. I I need. I I need some. No, and the matter of fact, what makes (laughs) you so mad about black people? Black people, somewhat. Well, there's not a black owner, Robbie. Who was trying to sell the NFL team right now? The Broncos and and how we got black billionaires who can who can buy it and then that one dude just said I'm not interested and he's from Denver so <laughs> I'm talking about Robert Smith guys in case y'all don't know so any black person that says well why do, well why not a black person um buy the team well the shit's out there they're not going to stop you from buying it oh I can't. Mm. Everybody in this Steven, Ross, Steven Ross looks like he's about to sell the team, though, because apparently, according to a reporter within the Dolph, um, who who is close to the Dolphins organization, um, there actually was a witness who overheard Stephen Ross trying to bribe Brian Flores to lose games. So oh Stephen Ross was in a lot of trouble. I don't care what he says, and you know, in response, you know, because he really could. Because if this witness, if his uh, you know, if his um story is true, and if you know, if they get the evidence, which I believe they will, Stephen Ross, he's going to have to sell the team. It also is disrespectful to the players. And the league you know, and the game itself. Yeah, it's disrespectful because these players, they, they're they putting their body – people complain that athletes, these professional athletes make too much money. But do you realize how much they're putting their bodies on the line every day? And, oh, know, yeah, how, I tell people that all the time. Yeah, and the ta- and also – and, and people don't know this. And people don't know this. So like what? the NFL players – they get taxed in every state they play in yeah. like every year and they got to pay like a percentage to their agent and they still got to pay bills and stuff. 
you know, and these players they are putting their, their livelihood on the line to help their families. And then as an owner, how are you going to sit there and say, Hey, guess what guys, we're going to lose every game. Okay. Then what if they get hurt? You know, yeah. like our, like RG three, you know, who ruined was, his career, ruined his, yeah. career. and that's another, and that's another, that, sh- huh? I was going to say like RG three kind of put that, put himself in that on in his position, even though the Shanahan's definitely deserve culpability for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I was about to say RG three just should have set out that season. And you could tell like he should have known like, look, dude, do you not see this big ass knee knee brace that's on the football field? And I feel kind of bad because that was my team. They were playing against where the, like, <laughs> it was my team. I think my team ended Ben Roethlisberger's career now that I think about it because we ended well, his elbow. Well, that's good because Ben Roethlisberger is a nasty person. But but, the, <laughs> but yeah, man, like this. The, well, uh, the, that's uh, another example of people being forgiving of a celebrity. Oh, I never forgave Big Ben. He's still a piece of shit to me. No, no, I mean, like, you know, uh, people other than black people. Yeah, but... Uh, also, I did get some news though from um, ESPN. Apparently, the Texans are potentially um, elevating Lovey Smith as the head coach. Why? So he can, so they can do him like Brian Cully? Because if they if they fire him after one year after giving him nothing, oof. I mean, there he's the he's, only one with experience. What makes it one thing that is bad though? Like, I don't like the fact that Pep Hamilton is still is like still well. I have mixed feelings about Pep Hamilton still being in Houston. I think he um, he definitely should be like an an OC again. He's probably going to be the OC next year now that you know David Coley's gone. You know, and they do have the third overall pick, so maybe they could start over with another quarterback. You know, so I, mean, I guess the one good thing that could possibly come out of this stupid situation, the NFL might have to do a lottery draft now because now they're going to be worried about teams fixing games. Yeah. Right. Now I'm hearing Mike McDaniel, the 49ers OC. He's he's technic. He is technically a minority, but he's but he's all but he's really biracial. He was hired by the Dolphins, and now and look, I'm not gonna like wish anything bad upon Mike McDaniel, but you know I can't really support I can't support Stephen Ross as long as he's the owner. He's he's like he's a um, public enemy number one as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, man. Sorry, we had to end on that on that sour note. My my final closing words: Fuck NFL and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I really hope that this lawsuit does something, and I gotta give mad respect to Brian Flores because he basically threw his career in the trash for the greater good. Only thing is, I don't think he's going to be well off like Kaepernick is now. So. I was just going to say, he must think right. it's going to go like it did for Kaepernick. It may not. No, may I don't not. think he, at this point, Brian Flores, he was like, I'm pretty sure like he's fulfilled what he wanted to as a coach, besides from the Super Bowl, which he wasn't going to do that with the Dolphins. But well, what I will say this, though, about Flores, about him, he may not get another head coaching job. And, you know, be it as this as this may, I mean, say what you want about it. But I believe he's probably I believe Bill Belichick is going to hire him back. Probably so. I mean, it only makes sense. And I'm pretty sure like I'm not going to like say that Belichick. I guess. How do I say this? Belichick does kind of owe Flores because he did kind of. Um, no, he definitely owes I mean, Flores. That um, was a, he definitely owes Flores. That was a huge fuck up. 
Yeah. So, but I do think I do think Flo, um, Belichick is going to get is going to get Flores a job, and I think he'll do something for him because despite how we all feel about the Patriots, you know, Cam Newton said himself, Belichick is a very misunderstood guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, man. So yeah. Man, God. Oh, this just makes me so mad. Man, you seem more mad about this than I am about Gen Z. I am just because <laughs> I love I love this. I know I have a few old teammates that play in the NFL, and I can't – the thing about boycotting is I'm not going to say I'm a boycotter because I know I'm not. I'm not going to just lie. I love football too much. There ain't any other alternatives. Canadian football, fuck that. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, you could always right. watch rugby. Or soccer. Nah, no, I love football. I grew up loving the game of football, and I just love the game too much. So I'm. But it don't love you, man. You just said there are no it don't, black owners. It don't, it don't matter. I'm still, like, just kind of love I'm still going to call them on their shit. Like, I'm still going to call them on shit, but I can still love the game of football. Like, those players, they're not doing nothing wrong. They're not doing nothing wrong. They're just playing. They're just playing the game that they grew up loving, just like me. And they made it. Yeah. So I'm. So I'm. I'm watching the game. I'm watching the NFL to support those players because a lot yeah. of those. A lot of those players. People say that you got some fucked up lives. Listen to some of these NFL. Oh yeah. Listen to these NFL. Matter of fact, listen on draft day because that's when you hear the most fucked up stories. Yeah, in fact, um, one player that my team drafted is his. Re- this is a receiver from Michigan. His name is Amara Darbo, and he was um. I think he's from like he's from Africa, and he was actually apparently there was this one story where he his parents were actually caught in a civil war, and he had, and he barely escaped with his life. Oh, I think. Oh I'm, wow. Yes. Yeah, he barely escaped, and Pete was like, "We're gonna give this man a chance." Uh, uh, but apparently, sadly enough, he didn't play very well. And he didn't last very long in the league. I'm, I'm so sorry. sad. I'm, I'm sorry. Really I'm sorry. I, I was, it was, uh, and I, I'm not being funny. I, I really was sad because my team gave him a chance, you know, and I actually thought he was pretty, he was actually pretty decent in, um, in college. And I thought, okay, cool. So we, maybe we got another receiver. And then he didn't eat. Then he got cut. I was just like, oh, no, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, well, well, Robbie, Brian Flores, he, he's doing a, a worldwide press tour about this. Hey, Brian, come on to bring the popcorn. We'll have a chat with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> by the way, Brian Flores, when I heard that he was um, hired by the Dolphins before, I just knew that, you know, I loved his um his personality. I really, lo- I really love his humility. I mean, he just seems like a really good man. And, you know, everyone, like, even – um. Ninkovich from the Patriots. My dad used to call him Ninkumpoop at first. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, uh, but you know they all speak very highly, um, highly of him. And he, he's a he's a good dude, and he really deserves, you know, he really deserves a you know to be a be a coach. If he doesn't coach again, you know, it's a big sacrifice he's making for other black coaches to get opportunities. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know what? That makes sense now. Robbie, I will remember when we were wondering why he went with Tua instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick when they were doing good. Ooh, Stephen Stephen Ross, it ain't looking too good for you, buddy. It ain't looking too good for you, big fella. Stephen Ross, <laughs> fuck you, <Bye>, Felicia. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> Stephen Ross. But yeah, man, sorry we had to end on that. But yeah, Brian Flores, the offer is always open for you to come to bring the popcorn. We're working with open black arms. 
So right. <laughs> open black. Okay, <laughs> no, fuck him. Open black arms. Right. Said, wait, what did you say? Open black arms. <laughs> so yeah, fuck y'all. Tonight was really fun. Tonight was really fun. I must say. And I went the whole episode without saying the R word. We're going to give you a cookie after we get I off the air. About to say, we have the cookies in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, what are those like, what are those like uh, Christmas cookies? The, like the, the sugar cookies with the frosting on it. You know what I'm talking about, Jordan? Jordan, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Those are awesome. <laughs> I love those. But but yeah, man, it was a really I had fun with you guys tonight, like always. But if y'all want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash bring the popcorn. That's B-R-A-N-G-D-A-P-O-P-C-O-R-N. Damn, that's a mouthful. And if you want to, and if you want to hit me up on any on um, my email with any questions, comments, or concerns, or shit, roast me for all I care. You can email me at bringthepopcorn93 at gmail.com. And like I said, this month we will be doing bad movie reviews in honor of good old Batman. And my Chris, um, my interview with the comic book writer Chris Michaels is up now. So go check it out. But like always, y'all, when y'all come to these reviews, just remember one thing to always bring the popcorn. We up out of here. Peace. Later. All right. Take care. <laughs>